God damn. Welcome everybody once again to God Damn, this is Andrew, as always, and I'm once again joined by senior Game of Thrones cor- cor- correspondent, Mike Rakoff. Yo, yo. And as always, Joey. Yo, yo. Maddie. Hi. And Stefan. Hello. <laughs> okay, so this time around, uh, we are covering the same episode as the last goddamn episode, which is the finale of Season 7, but since we already kind of did a breakdown for that, we're going to do... Uh, sort of a different plan than usual since this is the finale after all. Um, we're going to do uh, the Maddie format in the beginning, just go over uh, regular uh, impressions, then do a kind of shortened version of our episode breakdown, and then we're going to cover the controversy from this season, uh, the kind of fan backlash that went on, and then um, we're going to cover some listener questions, and then we have kind of our uh, final questions that we're going to ask ourselves as well. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, Rakoff, what were your uh, uh, kind of uh, impressions from this episode? Uh, overall impressions, uh, I would say um, it was slower than I thought it would be, but in a good way. It sort of gave me all the stuff, actually, I was saying I wanted these smaller moments, these moments of dialogue and, and sort of uh, just that social interaction of all the people you love and hate joey uh i enjoyed it man i loved it a lot uh we've basically been building to this for seven seasons now and uh yeah i think the i think we're on the right track it's 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 moving fast maddie all right we're just doing for this episode right sorry i had to get a beer so yeah sorry yeah no 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 worries um Dude, it's a great... I mean, it's fucking Game of Thrones. I fucking love it, man. Even if I do have issues with certain things, it's like, this is church, man. This is me going to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. Sometimes uh, better than others. (laughs) That's true. Sometimes I get a little harder, a little closer to home. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I love it. I loved everything that happened. I wish more happened. I could seriously watch this show for... I, there's no amount of hours I wouldn't watch this show. It's like, oh, the final episode is five hours long. I'm like, buckle up, boys. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It'll exactly. be a long one. Yeah. You know? Um, but, Finally, yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Uh, I, I like that everyone was meeting again. It's I think that's been the best thing of this season, season, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But having all these people reconnect with one another has been, I think, the highlight of this season. And it was one of the highlights of this episode. Stefan? Is this the whole season or just the episode? Just the episode just the right, for right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I was looking at the notes. <laughs> that might have been my fault. Sorry about that. Uh, no, that's okay. Were um, you getting a beer too, Stefan? No. <laughs> Mentally, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, this episode was really great. It was able to deliver a lot of like profound moments with just you know that one pivotal death. A lot of this season we haven't seen as many of like death at every turn kind of episodes like in previous seasons um this episode in particular just packed was packed full of like well you know balancing fan service with 
some good storytelling. So it was really rewarding, I would say. I can't tell if uh, if it, it left me wanting more, but I can't. I re- honestly can't tell if that's a good or bad thing right now because because <laughs> I, I feel like the show was instilled in me bloodlust. Like I, I really want to <laughs> see people die, <laughs> and this season didn't. It, it only had like a couple real juicy ones. Uh, but like, then I got myself asking, like, is a show just good because people die? <laughs> like, come That's on, like, question that can't that can't be right. So uh, I'm really I'm I'm confused. <laughs> so, Dang, <laughs> <laughs> it's got me all confused. So uh, that's my overall uh, one. But yeah, was, I thought it was a great season. <laughs> um, in one word, great. Yeah. All right. So moving on um, from that. We're going to go into a shortened version of the breakdown that everybody's come to enjoy following Goddamn. And uh, so let's get right into that. Rakoff's notes, uh, right in order. We start off with the meeting going into the Dragon Pit. Uh, everybody walks down that fucking um, long fucking road. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really fucking tense because we got so many fucking characters that we all love. And if. Almost everybody. Almost yeah. everybody. Like that was an expensive day, for sure. paying yeah. for all that cast yep. in oh, yeah. one day. Holy <laughs> shit! Um, Except for Gendry, they couldn't afford him. Yeah, yeah. good to get. Yeah, right. Then we got the the. Then we moved in uh, to the zombie reveal. <laughs> uh, fucking um, Sandor, the, the Hound, really shows how fucking strong he is carrying that shit. And uh, then uh, Tyrion meets with Cersei, and we have. Uh, uh, what seemed to have been a peace treaty. So, uh, Rakoff, in this first, uh, what, first 30 minutes or so of the show, what did you that. think here? Um, honestly, dude, like, uh, we sort of mentioned last night, like, the just as far as, like, the wardrobe and how gorgeous everybody looked. Yeah. That was definitely an impression. And then um, also just how sort of, like, everybody that I've wanted to, that I've liked is sort of now mostly on the same side. And they right. all sort of represent underdogs and represent sort of uh i say this lightly social mobility (laughs) you know because they're obviously all born somewhat of a lord or or whatnot but they also represent people who shouldn't be in power people who were doubted and and uh i love that i just love having that to go into the next season with all these people fighting together is exciting you mean like everybody on the good side, basically, yeah, are underdogs? Of, exactly. Yeah, like a true, uh-huh. true underdogs, all of them. Right. Like a bastard. A, a bastard, dwarf. Brienne. Yeah, exactly. Know, a woman, a woman knight. That's true. You know, uh, yeah, sort of all people that are breaking barriers that way. Cool. Joey? Yeah, man, I just love, like, you know, Mike said, it's like all these characters coming back together or meeting themselves, each other for the first time. They're all in the same place. Like the hound gets in the mountain's face. It's basically like, I'm coming after you, brother. Um, <laughs> you know, I saw a meme where it's like, it's like two wrestlers standing at like right up to right up against each other. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's going to happen. The click game bowl. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, just seeing like, um, you know, them finally letting everybody know that the dead is coming. Now it's like, now it's in the news you know what i mean it's not like only five people have seen them like now it's all over the place um and uh yeah man i i enjoyed it i thought it was really great i was definitely expecting like some 
some betrayal shit happening, but it didn't. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it was good. Maddie, I mean, this opening, dude, <laughs> so tense. Uh, no one knew what was gonna happen. Uh, some great moments in between characters that I think we've all wanted to meet up again, have these little conversations. Uh, Danny riding in on a fucking dragon, just be like, just in case you're wondering if they were real or not. Right. Boom. They fucking are. Loved it. Uh, Hound in the Mountain. Uh, dude, it's about time. Uh, I was really hoping we'd get uh, we get a fight scene, but you know, I'll wait. I'm patient. I'm a patient man. Uh yeah, just great, man. Everyone was great in this scene, and like you guys were talking, like about how much it probably costs for them to get everyone in the same room. And it, like, I would love to see a behind the scenes of just like these actors, because how often do they get to meet each other? You know, through a season, you know. Sure. Yeah. So, um, but I thought it was great. I loved everyone. Oh, man, just I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just like this one, like. Just the whole one, Cersei has basically been like, oh, yeah, I don't know about this. You do, like, when she's like, John, you have to be this. And you're like, this could be the, like, this could be the moment she kills everyone. Or Danny calls in her dragons, and she kills everyone. What's happening? I don't know. It was great. It was a great opener. Yeah. I think it was a good way to start this episode and a good way to start out the season finale. We've all wanted it. We've all wanted these characters together having this conversation. And we got it. Done. Checklist check it off <laughs> Stefan um, what we saw in this last episode is really the beginning of the end and for some of these characters hopefully it's it's a good ending for a lot of these characters I'm sure it won't be um, but you're starting to see all the pieces fall into place the the very like crux of the of why the song of ice and fire is a story that needs to be told or is being told we're getting closer to those answers. Is it the union of Danny and Jon Snow and them taking over the Iron Throne? Will that create a rift since he's now the named heir or some or Sam and, and Bran know he's the heir? Um, you know, like, why is it that we're in this world experiencing with these characters truly? Uh, we're getting closer to finding that out, I think. All right. Um, I'm looking at the list here. Uh I mean, yeah, the, my whole time watching this, I was just nervous because it was the finale. I thought major shit was going to go down. Yeah. I mean, major shit did go down, but not really so much in this scene as far as deaths are concerned. I think, yeah, that first 30 minutes, you were definitely on edge. Yeah. Wondering if, like, you knew someone was going to cross somebody. You were just wondering was it going to be in a big way. Yeah. Like a red yeah. wedding way. Right. Of, I mean, I just kept thinking something like that was going to happen because that's what this show does. Yeah. So, uh, they don't give it to you. Yeah, didn't happen then. Um, kind of giving you blue balls there. That's cool. Um, <laughs> blue balls uh, are super cool. Like, don't no. Come on. We, we, Superhouse doesn't mean what Andrew just said. We don't. We don't agree. <laughs> we, don't, we do not. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. But uh, one thing, uh, you know, I always ask these kind of questions. Why does uh, what's his name? Um, the Hound and and the Mountain hate each other. Why do they hate each other again? Because he pushed his what? face into the fire and burned. Oh, him. he's the one that did that. Yeah, yeah. that's his oh. own backstory. Yeah. Oh shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> 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 I totally forgot about that shit. God damn it! <laughs> Was that shit in the first season? 
It's been a long fucking time, bro. <laughs> It'll be in the prequel spinoff. Yeah. And, you know, Andrew, we should. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. Sansa tells, or Littlefinger tells it to Sansa during the tournament, like maybe the third, fourth episode of the se- of season one. And okay. then in, in season four, the Hound tells it to Arya. I have never, well. I've never rewatched the season. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to get the audiobook soon. I think to tie yeah. my ass over. Anyway, yeah. that's a whole other story. I think you need to rewatch the series too. Yeah, yeah true. It's a good I, rewatch. That's what I'm gonna do. It's a really true, good true, true. I'm Since doing all the things. It's all the things. things. <laughs> all oh. the things. Okay. Next page, all them novels that He's exist. Transcending the page. Joey's becoming Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uploading, that, uploading it like the Matrix, man. Yeah. The other thing is whenever um, Braun takes Podrick to the side, I thought that <laughs> that was a signal to the yeah. audience. Like, shit's going down, bro. Because yeah, Braun's got the here. fucking street smarts. I, yeah. He, I, He's the one to listen to as far whenever there's a fight going down. So I I thought that was going to happen. And I think it's still. I mean, I, in a way, I still think it is that. At yeah. least that's what what I I was certainly wondering. Like, yeah, did he know? Did he see this kind of happening? And Podrick is like the person he would want to get out of there, you know? And yeah, and did now that Jamie to Podrick or something, or what's going on? Well, with they that? they used to hang out all the time with Tyrion. Oh, they were okay. sort of oh, that's a trio. right, that's right, that's right. And now that Jamie's gone, they certainly have no reason to be in King's Landing. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, gotta... go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, I mean, I'm just kind of. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering are they, they going to meet up with him on the King's Road with Jamie, and they're all going to head north, and Bronn's going to be faced with sort of an ultimatum there. I, I, I just think they're talking. Uh, they just went down there to have some cock talk. <laughs> cock talk. Hey man, that could happen too. Cody yeah, would not get that. off of that. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of cocks get off in that the, dick. Yeah, cock talk is going to fill the space that goddamn will leave <laughs> for the remainder of the year. Cock talkers. We'll be going over quality of cock, quantity of cock, <laughs> quality of quantity. Which would you prefer? <laughs> Length or girth? Know. All right. So we said this be fast, right? So moving right into the next shit. Yep. Uh, Winterfell, um, we got the uh, Sansa, Arya, Littlefinger, crowd pleaser of a scene. Definitely. Uh, the Littlefinger death. And then um, sort of a quicker scene here, we got the Sam, Tarly, and Braun, Bran scene, uh, which was kind of funny and also kind of quest- makes you question Bran's powers. A little bit. Because he, he's, asking, he's asking about shit. Anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, and then... Uh, John gives D the D. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and then another, uh, you had another point here, right? You have uh, the Dragonstone Theon. Are we going to wait oh, on that? We're going to wait on that. Okay. Yeah. Just sort of everything that happened in Winterfell, sort of encompass that. And we'll, we'll do John and Danny after Winterfell. Oh, yeah. Because I was on a boat or no? Yeah, yeah. it was coming after. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. it came in the montage with Sam. And, I'm on a boat. Oh, that's right. Because he's explaining, yeah, he's narrating that shit. Yeah, yeah, he narrates it. All right, Rakeoff, what do you think of uh, – let's start with the uh, little finger. I just thought it was written so well. People were saying it was sort of a um, – and not to jump into too much of uh, criticism, but uh, how it was sort of uh, expected, and I didn't expect that. I thought going in, I was sort of on the edge of my seat again. I thought, are, is Arya going to have to kill all these dudes? Because yeah. I'm yeah. down for that too. Like, <laughs> like definitely wouldn't mind seeing that happen. She's but, killing her own men. Yeah, but the way it goes down, just that little turn to see this dude 
And I think it's just such a great time to get rid of Littlefinger because we're moving on from Ned Stark and everything that happened. You know, all that shit's behind the Starks now. They're looking forward. And uh, they got some big shit coming. So I thought it was great. Joey? Man, I was I was I was a little scared, dude. I kinda of talked about when the season started. I was like, dude, if this you know, if it's just gonna be sister squabble, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. Um But um no, like I I kinda of had it in the back of my mind that this was what was gonna happen. It was gonna be a whole game that they played against they kinda of played Littlefinger's game, uh, and tricked him. And but then I was like, no, nah, this is Game of Thrones, man. We're gonna like some sad shit may happen. Like I'm, I'm basically seeing nothing that's saying that it's gonna go well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when yeah. like Arya went and talked with Sansa last episode, and like talking about the faces, and she pulled out the knife, but then gave her the knife. So that was a little. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, but then like, yeah, Arya walks in, closes the door. The dudes block the door. She's standing there and Sansa's reading off crimes and, and shit. How do you plead? And then like Sansa or Arya's just like, well, well, let's get it over with. And I'm waiting for her to pull out that sword and like start swinging. Then Sansa yeah. just looks over to Peter Baelish and is like, how do you plead, Lord Baelish? And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. They did it. <laughs> they did do it. Yes. Oh man! Holy shit! And he just, you know, he's trying to talk his way out of it, man, using his only power that he has, and fucking gets his gets his vocal cords slashed. I would say. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maddie, I'll tell you. I mean, I don't know. This is a good reaction. Aria, wa- Aria walks in this room. She sizes herself up. I was like, oh shit! How many guys can she get through? And I was already, I was already, I was, I was getting myself ready for Arya's death. I was ready for it. I was like, this squabbling bullshit. Like, I want it to be more. I want it to be them playing Littlefinger. It's what I want. It's what I hope for. But who knows? Like we all know, this is fucking Game of Thrones. Anything can happen. And then, like Joey said, when she turns and looks at Littlefinger, I was like, I literally threw my fist in the air and just shook it. I was like, it's about <laughs> fucking time. Going yeah. Down, yeah. But then I still had a little reservation because I was like, anything can happen in these moments. Mm-hmm. Anything. Right. Like when he goes to the, like uh, the uh the veil. totally forget his name, yeah. the veil. And he's like, take me back. I was like, this motherfucker's getting away. Like what what story could he have left? Like, why does he need to get away? And then he just looked at him. I was like, Oh, that motherfucker don't like you because you remember <laughs> that one scene when you were trying to like hang him up. Oh, I remember yeah. you're trying to you try to get Robin to throw him through the moon door. Mm, I remember that shit. Mm, yeah. I remember he does too. But uh, I thought it was great. I thought them slitting his throat was the best way to kill him. Uh, it was great, man. Uh, I also like Brandon in that scene. Like he he became a little weird, uh, a little less weird ass Brandon at that point. He's like, "Yo, I help my family out." Yeah. And he does that quote from like uh, when uh, Littlefinger had Ned under the knife and. Uh, that was a really good throwback. I mean, we've been, it's been a while since we've heard that from him. I mean, unless you rewatched the series recently or something, but it was nice to hear. And like, well, I'll say this many times throughout this season finale podcast, which is I love that a lot of stuff's coming together. A lot of things are coming full circle now. Um, people are meeting people again. And uh, I think that's what's great about this season. So, yeah, I mean, fuck yes. <laughs> Stevan? <clears throat> Um, yeah, Lord Baelish was less a victim 
of a blade to the throat than he was a victim of his own hubris in this indeed entire season. You know what I mean? He uh, he. This is him just kind of skating by on his old tricks, and I like that there weren't scenes of Sansa and Arya like coming together to plot it out. It makes them seem like they were both smart enough to figure out his game and his time. His number was up. Um, and, uh, and you know, everything was so fitting, getting slit in the throat and the dagger that he gave Brown ended up in Arya's hands and ended up next to his throat. And mm-hmm. um, it was the, the only thing that he had as his means to survive was the one thing that got him killed. Well, can hear some audio there. Sorry. All right. So it's okay. Um, Stephen, were you, were you uh, finished with that uh, assessment? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a great scene. Cool. He whined like a little bitch, and I ate up every second of it. Yes. All right. So <laughs> I've made a really well-known that I've actually liked Littlefinger. Sometimes you like the villain. Sorry. I like the Joker, too. Good villains. Sometimes. You need good villains. Right? Bane. He's great. He's great. I thought he was going to take – I thought he was going to go the whole stretch and just, just – destroy everybody i thought it was going to be bleaker than hell yeah right i could see that universe but i, yeah. I you know at the same time i was glad, i was glad to see him go because like stefan said it was like a live by the sword die by the sword type of thing mm-hmm. he gets caught in a trap that he would have set for somebody else probably yeah and he got caught up in the wolf den and it, it these fucking sisters dude take Sisterhood, him out dude. That's sister, dude. <laughs> underestimated the sister dude you don't, don't fuck the wolf pack sisters. in the wolf den. Playing a player right here, bro. This is not gonna happen. <laughs> so that I, I thought it was. I mean, maybe the best scene of this episode. Uh, I mean, and then yeah. like I said in the last episode, also maybe I'm diving too deep here, but the fact that his throat gets slit and he's still trying to talk while he's uh, bleeding out. It's it's almost like like I said he's he's using he's trying to use his only tool even in his last moments yeah but that that tool's been cut out exactly basically yeah which is I think you hit it on that great I think that's what yeah. they would call poetic justice poetic justice yes. man <laughs> on TV so that was an awesome scene and then what else we got and then we got the uh, Sam and Braun a uh, Bran Bran scene which um, brings us into the the montage of. And what, yeah, which is also interconnected with the uh, yeah. the incest scene. Um, but before we get to that, there's the whole you know. It kind of makes you question Brand's powers, right? Because Sam, yeah. Sam's like, you don't know. I thought you knew everything. After he figures out what the fucking three eyed raven is, yeah, it kind of seems like. It seems like Brand can Google everything, but until he Google's, yeah. he doesn't know everything already. He, yeah. That's not his godhood status, I guess. There's still yeah, a part of him me. that's brand that's learning, and then yeah. there's the other part yeah. of him, the power that's so profound. It's, it's like he has the entire catalog. He has the entire library at his disposal, but he hasn't looked at everything. He hasn't read everything. He's got to go and look it up. Right. He can cross-reference, yeah. but he's, it's not all there all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. helped when he gave him that information, and he said, you know what, let me just – it's like giving him a page yeah. number or something. Yeah, because immediately when Sam was finished talking, he, he went right into it. Totally. Yeah, he's like, he found it. He found it. He googled it. So he's not. Yeah, he's not. He needs help too. You know, he's got to. Everybody's got to work together still with him. Which actually could give way to him actually still being human somewhat. Yeah, I kind of like <laughs> it. Know? I kind of like. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it is kind of like all for naught. Right. 
it kind of it might might like water it down or something. A yeah. Bit. Anybody else got anything about that particular scene? Just sa- Sam. About Fucking Sam. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. just hilarious. Love Sam. <laughs> just love like, like Sam. I know. Like, I'm like, the three eyed raven. I don't know that? what that is. <laughs> when well, after Joey. Mike, oh, he's, sorry, he's like, Joey. did you see it? He's like, did you see it in the vision? And he just holds up the scroll and he's like, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> <Don't> yeah, you? <laughs> you do after, read also. <laughs> sorry, um, earlier after Mike posted that White Walker Mastodon video, I watched it over again, and there's I that moment. That. My name is oh, not. You did. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, that was sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Somebody we know posted that video. <laughs> it was me. I know. That's fine. You both have black and white. I'm photos. just saying. Either. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there's that moment when Sam sees the White Walker, um, and it turns and looks at him, and he's like, he's got that fear in his face, uh, and then just to see this like primordial kind of like evil or whatever you might call it in the eyes of that white walker like it, we still don't have like you know there's well I, I maybe i forget but why why wasn't um sam killed by that thing at that moment uh, uh in in the flashback are you talking about in the moment that he went up against the white walker yeah the mo- no the moment when he saw them it was lit in a few seasons oh previous. yeah i know what you're saying. Oh. yeah in it's the in snowstorm. the storm it's in the music video, that White Walker's music video. Yeah, I don't know um, why they let him live there. That was yeah, like season two. He yeah, ain't no were, threat. He ain't got no weapon. He ain't got time he, for that shit. Yeah. Plus, well, but then there's like, and then there's like, um, I just love the the way that the White Walkers have. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's basically when the wall came down, jumping ahead a little bit, when the wall came down and then the, the whole, the leader of, of them sitting on the horse, the white walker on the horse just immediately goes, you know, it's just this like pull, this drive, this like, uh, uh, and, and Sam was there to witness it at one point and survive, you know, to tell everybody. And now that all these pieces are coming together, um, I don't know. It's made his character stronger, and it only makes mm-hmm. that threat of the White Walkers so much that more terrifying. And, and you yeah. know what, Stephen? He's not actually Sam's not the first one too that they've let go. Okay. Uh, in season one, the very opening scene, they let that one guy That's go right. who comes That's back right. and Ned. So maybe for some reason they want people to know they're coming. Yeah. You know, sort yeah, of. Yeah, I have something. There's, to there's also but, one one more thing in that moment you just mentioned in the from the first episode those bodies are kind of placed in like some kind of like iconographic symbol. symbol. Yeah. 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 Have we seen that again? We have. Times? There's one where they're kind of in this, I wouldn't necessarily call it a spiral, yeah. but they're, they're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're kind of branching out from one point, almost uh-huh. in like a circle, circular direction. Okay. Um, so that was another one. And then when they're, then when the story is being told of the children of the forest, making the white Walker, yeah, uh, or the Night King. They show that again in just okay, ma- in right. like a different setting. Um, I kind of wanted to add to. I know we talked about last night how they're kind of a force that's like can't be negotiated with. Yeah, and I am wrong about that because Craster negotiated with them to that's true. Give them uh, to give the White Walkers his his his. Uh, uh, I guess male heirs, okay. um, 
to, to keep to keep himself alive. He's like, I'll give you my sons if you don't fuck with me. Um, right. And then also at the beginning, and then with Sam as well, where they basically just like let him go. Yeah. As a sort of like, you know, uh, either you're not a threat, or so, you're going to be the one to be like, hey, you saw us. Go yeah. tell the world we're coming. So oh yeah. So that's interesting because then what if other like what if there are other people who aren't a threat? Are they just going to be living this hellish world where White Walkers are running around <laughs> killing like yeah, the, the chosen, the cho- the list of people who need to die or something? You know, like um, yeah, that's interesting. Know. That's interesting because Maddie was making the point that there's much, much more behind um, the Night King and the White Walkers uh, that I had failed to see this these this during the entire show apparently, but. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Joey. That was very enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> also, could be entirely unrelated, but there is uh, the the scar in John's chest is in a spiral for some oh. reason. The knife wound. Oh wow! It's a little spiraled. Does that mean anything ultimately? Or? That's what I have no idea. That means that the little kid twisted it. He hated it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. A little bastard. Oh, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> he got his though, didn't he? <laughs> and I laughed. All right, okay. moving on to the we, yep. we never really covered in in any kind of detail whatsoever the uh, the incest scene. Um, so I mean, I saw. I think I remember saying that it's okay because I saw John's ass. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> did. I, I can did. also so, confirm that. Yes. Rake off yeah. what you think of this particular uh, scene here, other than uh, his ass. I mean, I thought. If anything, I think that the writers did a good way of, and they said it in the sort of after the show credit sequence uh, where the writers were talking, of presenting information that everybody pretty much knows, Yeah. but presenting it actually to us and doing it in the montage way they did it. I thought right. that was good. And I don't give a fuck, man. I think we we have looked, a, oh, we have overlooked a lot of other worse shit in right. the show than and what just happened. If anything, I'm just interested to see how they might react. I, I'm i going out of sequence here a little bit, but I just think that it'll be... It's going to really turn it on their, on its head whenever it gets to... When it, whenever they find out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like this... It's, it's supposed to... On the surface, it's like this beautiful love story, but when they find out what's really going on, it's going to really, like, flip, flip it for them, Fuck you know? Fuck them up. I think the the more political consequences of it are are what's ahead uh-huh. than sort of like the social ramifications of, uh, of of it because john being half targaryen he's still half stark but he's not you know who we thought he was right just sort of the repercussions of that in the north at least that's my take uh joey um <clears throat> so we finally learned officially uh, that John is the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. Like it's been hinted at. It's been you know the past couple of episodes. We we piecing together every little bit, um, and it's finally officially after many years, including the book readers here, that it's been officially announced. Um, so we get that, and then um, Bran's talking more about how. Um, you know, the, the Robert's Rebellion was built on a lie. Uh, so basically sort of everything that led up to uh, years before the, the, the season or the series started. 
but just kind of everything that led to like Robert becoming king and uh, the Lannisters, you know, Cersei getting married to Robert and all this other things. Um, and then we get to see uh, uh, the marriage happen between Rhaegar and Lyanna. Um, and it starts to intercut with John and Danny. Uh, you know, John knocks on the door and then she, you know, comes out. And then I think Bran says he loves her and she loves him. And she's showing her face, and you're like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. It's like, it's like you want it to happen, man. You know, you know they, they, they deserve it. They deserve each other, but it's, it's forbidden love, man. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, an aunt and her nephew. Uh, they don't know it. So in a, way, in a way, it makes it a little easier to, you know, swallow, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's a fucking great scene, like, you know, we've been waiting for this for so long, and finally it's, like, here. And, you know, I don't think we really ever knew if John and Daener- Daenerys were going to get together. It was always kind of – everybody kind of picked on about it. You know, everybody kind of was always kind of talked about. But it's like, ah, it may never happen. It's, it seems a little ridiculous. But, I mean, even the good guys are, uh, you know, they make mistakes. They, uh, you know, they don't do the, the right thing. But, again, they don't know. So it can't be necessarily their fault. But it was a great scene. I loved it. <laughs> Uh, uh, Maddie, um, I'm just gonna say this whole you know laying with your your cousins and whatnot. That's just normal business in Kentucky. So, <laughs> you know, all, all <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, I mean, if we're talking about that scene. It's like I don't know. I didn't want it to happen. It doesn't make me like the show any less. It's just like I don't know, man. Like, do we have to have incest? Is this like something that we need? I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, but like, did we need another incestuous <laughs> relationship? Yeah, like, it's, it's, what does that mean? What does that mean going into the next yeah. season? Like, it's when he finds in, out, is that going to stop your feelings or not? In, or insects. I don't know. Insects. Um, Stefan. Oh, we're keeping. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, yeah, I'll wait my turn if uh, you're not done. Oh, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we usually do things, we go in depth. So I was like, I'm rewatching the show and I'm like, we didn't really discuss this or this or this, but that's all I have to say about uh, uh, Danny and John. Love seeing Jon Snow's ass. So anytime, <laughs> Kit. Kit Harrington, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, man. All firm. right. So, uh, that's the only word that comes very to mind. Firm. firm. <laughs> I guess the you one thing, a quarter off you that. actually, you still got to give yours, but the one thing oh, we didn't talk ahead, about was just Tyrion. Tyrion's reaction. Oh, oh yeah, I want to. That's that's part of it as well. Yeah. Um, but okay, we'll circle back around for that. But uh, Stefan, real quick. Yeah. Um. I thought the I thought the way that they set up the montage was really clever with Sam and the Third Eyed Raven and stuff. It's like, you know, like you couldn't have that kind of narration and those kind of scenes play out any other way. I, I don't know exactly what I'm saying there, but um, I, I thought it was clever the way that they set it up and knocked it down. Um, I thought the scene, the actual scene of it must have been somewhat rushed or whatever the chemistry was on set um, was kind of strange because um, <laughs> it was it was nothing I would describe as sensual or very sexy other than that there was nudity. <laughs> yeah. But that's like that's not the, the I don't have any problems with it. You other mean, than that, I mean really. can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. I remember you said that last night. Yeah. You're, you're referring just to the, the overall way they're making out and shit or yeah just kind of like the movement and the even the camera angle just like i don't know the way they approached it it could have been yeah. it could have been a lot more warmer it could have been a lot more i don't know it was so robotic it was a little 
awkward at times awkward to look at. So I was like, I was like, all right, I get it. They're boning. Like you wouldn't have had to shown any nudity then. You could have just if they had just shown that door close. Boom. Move to Tyrion's reaction. Boom. Yeah. Move on true, to the next true. thing. But then but they, Maddie, Maddie doesn't get you know. But then Maddie, then then none of us get I mean, the kid. Listen, I'm not the only one who wanted John's possess. I'm sure there are. <laughs> <laughs> I know Delilah would be backing me up on this shit right <laughs> now. So uh, excuse you. Like I said, I'm 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 never I'm never I'm never ungrateful for any nudity that I might see on screen. It's always enticing. <laughs> but but um in terms of what we were talking about like the incest factor i think i think yeah like for for us as audience members when they find out it could be this like huge scandalous thing and i guess in the universe with jamie and cersei they've played it up as being if anybody found out it'd be super scandalous but i do think that these kind of conventions are pretty um like indicative of like what we know of like the middle ages or like uh, marriages in the Middle Ages, polygamy, and how those stories have traversed time. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem, it seems like that is something that's was probably quite common in like a Middle Age reality. So why not in some Middle Age fantasy? Um, you know, is it doesn't, you know, kings and queens, man, they're all inbred. It don't surprise me, is all I'm saying. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we yeah. we have like an, a a, a the biggest show in the world basically is got a major incest yeah. element, yeah. which everybody has to kind of like really think about while they watch the show. It's very, it's very, um, it's very. What's the what's the uh, Ed, Edipal, You know, it's it's not a mother son kind of thing, but it's Oedipus. very close. You know, it has to do with like these big overarching types of tales we tell ourselves and the psychological implications of these characters and situations and so on and so forth. What what to me what makes it interesting is you got John Snow and Daenerys are like the star quarterback and the top cheerleader in high school. <laughs> it's yeah. like them getting yeah. together is so boring. It's, yeah, actually, <laughs> it's like Jim and Pam. You know, ultimately it's kind of it's kind of boring, but the fact that they're related makes it more interesting because it's like these these True. people that we both love are we're going to have to really address, or we're gonna as an audience we're gonna have to see how they react to uh, getting that knowledge that they're related. Cause I'm, I assume that's coming cause Sam knows it now. So, uh, Sam, I'm going to tell him immediately. Brand's been holding off on this shit forever, I guess. But anyway, uh, that was my takeaway, I guess. I just want to see how, what, how that plays out next season. You know what I mean? I definitely hope that it dominates next season a little less than it dominated this one just yeah, their, yeah. their relationship but i agree it like, was a slow I, burn though right? I, am, I mean they they flirted for the whole season and there's one sex scene in the last episode i felt like at times plot was serving character there with them uh, you know what i mean and i just hope that in that way yeah. maybe we're not doing that again that's that's interesting yeah yeah okay but i am curious yeah. to see that reaction and speaking of reactions uh-huh oh, oh tear well oh, actually that's a that. question for is this is oh, i really oh, yeah. want to talk about this it's it's in the question section later on all right okay, let's we, just move on then yeah we can okay skip. Yeah, yeah okay uh so moving on uh let's see here we got uh the king's landing scene um we have the uh bait and switch and then jamie leaves uh this is the scene where we think that uh jamie's gonna die right 
Yeah. Oh, God. Another edge of the seat. You're he, you're wondering if he's gonna die. I thought it was gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, just because um, we had one character that we wanted to die die, and then I thought we we're gonna have a character that we wanted to live die. Yeah. So what do you think about this recall? Uh, well, you, you just hit it, man. I thought he was gonna die. I thought, uh, in a way, um, I just love. I love. I was waiting for this moment for Jamie to break away. I think we all were. Right. To sort of break away from there. And then sort of as he's leaving, I'm wondering a couple of things. Uh, one, he's obviously going to fight for the living in the North, but he's also, re- he's no hero in the North as much as we like him. <laughs> right, right. He did push the Three-Eye Raven out of a fucking tower. Right. So there are... First uh, episode, I remember that. Yeah. So there, maybe there's some ramifications there. I don't even know if anybody cares anymore. I would assume that if John found out about that, it might be a little bit of a... Hey, you pushed my little brother out Does of Does John not know about that shit? I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. Except for, Interesting. Except yeah, for I never Brand. thought about that. Catelyn knew. Catelyn knew. Yeah, everybody who knew is dead. I could never really, like, every time everybody was always talking about how Jamie was a good guy, I, ne- you know, people, like, he kind of fell right. in the favor yeah, again yeah. As, as time went on. Yes, he became more likable, but I, I still, I could never forgive and forget him paralyzing a kid in they the first sh- episode. Yeah. It, I mean, it, they sure- Go ahead. Can I interject there for a second? It, uh, just one thing I want to mention to what you're saying, Andrew, is it like it speaks to the idea, the dichotomy of good and evil that we're kind of indoctrinated with, um, where yeah. characters in this series, most characters in this series are imbued with doing things, except for John, really, because he's like the pure one, but right. are imbued with doing things both good and evil throughout the course of their thing. And it speaks to, I think, a more human element um, of ourselves like some days we're up and think that we're really great motherfuckers and the other days yeah. we're like i'm such yeah. a piece of shit i'm yeah. gonna eat this entire pizza and, <laughs> <laughs> you know like just yeah. whatever it does is become self-deprecating and the things that are defined as evil and so on and so forth so in terms of jamie's character i think the, and, the turn and favor is it speaks uh, to a yeah. level of I mean humanity. to your point Stefan I mean we have Theon who was a character that burned Another children one. alive yeah but now we're sort of rooting what for you're it? yeah what you're willing what you're willing to you know it's Forget. it's like it's yeah. like it's like, it's like I mean it's slim pickings man it's game it's of thrones got to root yeah. for somebody yeah, yeah. yeah. even and, though it's and, fantasy it's reflective yeah. of what and who we are in so many ways like warring society complicated lives and kudos yeah. to the writers i mean uh, you know whether it's george or or it's the writers of hbo but i mean they strip these characters down the ones who yeah. need to be stripped down they do jamie was stripped down to yeah. just nothing because he'll yeah. somehow he won't he won't avoid his judgment you know that that's coming to him because of the things that they'll come back to him somehow you know what I yes. mean like yeah that's the way that we tell ourselves stories so it seems like he, he's what that's what makes him even more noble too is like it, it's almost like his punishment will come but he's now more willing to it seems like do the, the right face. thing yeah we went a bit out of sequence here so yeah, sorry uh, about that. uh that's okay I, I went out of sequence too uh Joey um i got i got a little scared because we we kind of we kind of went over this real quickly uh Tyrion does go to see <clears throat> cersei and basically sort of the same thing happens is she's got her mountain you know getting ready to pull the sword and they're like well go ahead let him kill me what are you gonna do just 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 say it and she can't say it because <clears throat> as she's been talking about the whole series is our family it's our family the lannisters we've always like survived we've had our father it's been us even though she's hated Tyrion, 
it's still like her family it's still the lannisters it's still you know uh and so like her not killing jamie it's just letting it's letting her know letting us know that she i guess like i guess won't you know won't kill him i guess that's what i'm trying to say uh but then you know jamie leaves and you can kind of tell she's just like gotten broken up with and she's about to fucking lose it you know what i mean <clears throat> we see jamie like he's you know uh we definitely know he's going to be found out in the north and you know it's not going to go super well for him uh so that's why i think i kind of when you guys mentioned that i finally really understood why he put the glove on yeah because they know yeah. if they see some dude riding around with a gold hand then yeah. he's fucking jamie yeah. lannister and it's not going to go well um but i think that um yeah, I think that this is kind of what is going to turn Cersei worse, for sure. Oh, yeah, she's going to go fucking nuts over this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and she, she's also not going to go fight in the war. She lied. Um, she's just going to sit yeah. back and, like, let everybody kill each other and have them, like, what she's going to do originally. You know, so she sort of, uh, you know, we just went back on her word as, as you know, John said that he would not do. She did, of course. She's a villain. But yeah, man, it was a good yeah. scene. Um, you know, try, uh, you know, three times this this episode, we've almost seen the mountain in action. Just waiting. <laughs> he's always he's always stepping in front, man. He's like ready to go. Yeah, but she she hasn't sicked him yet. But yeah, it was good. It's almost like a volcano more <laughs> than a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he's ready to erupt, man. Yeah. He's ready to erupt. Uh, anytime now, any minute now. Mm-hmm. His eyes are lava. Maddie? <laughs> um, I thought the scene was great. I definitely thought, I know there's a lot of rumors and like stuff in the book and things happening that like is like, you know, Jamie has to be this certain character. And I would have, you know, I almost would have liked to have seen him been cut down uh, just to see the fans' reactions, you know, like in this other world, like what if he would have been? How would people have reacted? And I thought it was going down. When she like nodded, I was like, Oh fuck, dude! Like I'm, I didn't know if I was ready for it. Yeah, I was like, "Well, yeah. hold it now, hold on a second. Like, <laughs> let Jamie talk for a second. Now, <laughs> yeah, calm yeah. down. Yeah, calm down now. You love them. You've had children with them. Like, nah, I don't know if the mountain needs to destroy him like that. Like, <laughs> I was like rooting for Jamie, and I don't necessarily like Jamie a lot of the time. Like, he's like, uh, I mean, great actor, love his role in this. I just like he's just someone. I'm just like, oh my god, you're a fucking little shit, and I hate you. Uh, but um. <laughs> I definitely liked that, like, you know, he did play his Kingslayer role. was like, you'll never do it. And then he walks out, and I was like, fuck, yeah, it's Jamie Lannister right there. Um, that was great. I thought that whole scene was good. Uh, just I'm interested to see, like, what you guys were talking about with, like, you know, what's Jamie, like, going into the next season, like, him just trying to, like, re, like, I mean, God, like, no one trusts this motherfucker, you know? It's like they barely trust Tyrion half the time. And you're going to yeah. trust the guy who stabbed a king in the back, has done shady shit, uh, fucks his sister. Ah, oh, dude, it's like he has everything against him going, except Brienne of Tarth, which will stand up for him, which says a lot. So that'll go a little bit, but I'm very interested to see like his his path in this last season for sure. And I'm glad it did go this way. I'm glad he didn't get cut down, even though 
I don't like to see it. Maybe one more death in this episode would have been a little nicer. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it would have been cool because I thought I was like, because no one would have seen that shit coming. Like if the mountain would have just like fucking killed him there, we would all have been like, hold on, stop, pause, rewind. Did this actually happen? Is this real time? What's happening right now? Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great scene. Uh, you know, uh, I, when Joey was talking about Cersei doing her Cersei shit, I was like, well, it's about time she fucking showed up. Because there's one thing I need in Game of Thrones, Cersei doing Cersei shit. She <laughs> did it. And I'm glad that she did, because if she would have changed that much because of a kid, I would have been like, I don't know. You don't know what's going on here. You guys don't know how to write anymore. Because I need Cersei doing Cersei shit consistently. All right, let's see here. We got, um, what else is going on here? So we're... Wait, I didn't go yet. Oh, sorry, Steven, Stefan. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> Stefan, go ahead. Um, all I was going to say was by... Uh, what was I going to say? By leaving the way that he did, all she can see is betrayal. But mm-hmm. by letting him go the way that she did, she's killed him in so many different ways or a thousand times over. Somehow she's already has that in her mind of how, you know, <laughs> how she's going to ultimately have to kill her brother in some way, her lover and the mother of her unborn child and all these things that are dancing around in her head. Um, that's what made that scene so powerful. About 10, 15 if seconds that before scene. that. Yeah, true. About 10, 15 seconds before that, I was kind of bored in that scene a little bit. But sometimes I'm just like, I'm sick of seeing them bicker, really. Um, but this yeah. kind of was the point where that, you know, their trust was broken to a certain degree and they split apart. And with Jamie's character, I could almost see him becoming like part of the brotherhood or something like that. Like he cannot, the way that he is now, the heart that he has is now, the person he's grown into now, since all the shitty things we've seen him in, there's not really a place for him in the world as Jamie Lannister anymore. This is just my speculation, my theory, but possibly you know this nobility that he's he's this honor that he's been able to develop within that's not just loyalty that's not just duty um is is now starting to shine through but it you know maybe that's what the glove means symbolically in a way is like he has to kind of like step away from himself from his family in order to fulfill what needs to be done and how does that change him ultimately either to his death or you know, possibly having to kill Cersei. I don't think he'll have to kill Cersei. I think she'll, I think Jamie will die by her hand at some point next season. Really? That's a hell of a prediction. Yeah. I realize I haven't gone about this. I don't have, I don't have much to but say. But I think it'll be badass. Go. I think it'll be a sacrificial Sorry. type of thing. No, go ahead. I'm losing my edge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have, actually, I don't have much to say about this. I just thought it was another great scene with great acting. Uh, it's good to see fucking uh, Sir, uh, Jamie leave. Um, yeah. at the end of that and definitely on the edge of my seat uh, that whole time because I really thought Jamie was going to die Yeah, uh, I thought Jamie was going to really fucking I mean I thought Cersei was really going to fucking do it um, so uh, anybody else got anything uh, about that scene I do um, <clears throat> so at the end of Dance of Dragons uh, the last Jamie chapter uh, it basically ends with him um, trying to get Blackfish out of the castle at River Run that we mm-hmm. saw maybe a season, maybe two seasons ago. Um, he's there, and he basically sort of been shunned by Cersei, so he, she kind of sent him out to do this. Um, and she sends him a letter, 
basically telling him to come back. I think she said she's sorry or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the letter said, but he basically crumbled it up and threw it away because he was done with her. And then it starts to snow. Mm. And so we kind of just saw that happen in this last scene where he basically like broke up with her is outside and it starts to snow. And I thought, mm. I just kind of thought of that. I was like, Oh shit, that did happen. So that was kind of cool that they sort of mm. brought that back around. Hmm. Little books there. Yeah. Nice. And then before we cut to the next scene, we do see a little, uh, I guess, sort of montage, maybe not really, but just shots of uh, King's Landing as it's starting to snow. And, like, you know, it's very, like, there's everybody's going inside. It's just like nobody out. It's like dark and snowy. And, like, you see the little candle lights here and there. It's like a little Christmas town uh, with, you know, the choir singing. It was, it was a cool little, like, somber moment. Winter's finally here, bro. Yeah, King's yeah. Landing. All right, so the last point on the breakdown is the fucking wall coming down and the ice dragon shit. beating that shit the fuck down um, with uh, whatever the kind of blast that is. Yeah. Um, off. what did you think of the uh, this final scene here? Man, it's sad to see the dragon sort of, you know, dead, obviously. And then... Uh... Fucking where's my, where's Torment? Where's my boy Torment at? Yeah, you know yeah. I need to know he's okay. That's it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he lives. I hope he writes. Hope he writes. He's got to yeah. see the big lady. Yeah. Uh, Joey, uh, I fucking rocked my socks off, dude. <clears throat> it's a fucking great scene. Um, you know, you know, this is the, sort of the last scene. Uh, they had they come in with a cool angle coming in from the sea up to East Watch. Um, and, you know, Tormund and, and Beric are going up to the top and they're looking and then, you know, uh, eventually the White Walkers start to walk out. Uh, you're kind of wondering after the last episode, you're like, okay, where's Viserion? Where's that ice dragon at? What's happening? Um, and, you know, they don't really show the Night King, so you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, is he riding that dragon? And then they stop. And then out of nowhere, you know, usually you would see, like, a dragon kind of flying in the distance or maybe they hear a, a scream and they look over and they kind of see the dragon and maybe somebody looks and it's like, Oh shit, somebody's riding up top the dragon or something. It's kind of a slow intro, you know, no, this dude made an entrance flew in like a fucking jet and just started <laughs> blasted like no warning whatsoever. It's just like, Oh, you know, you're fucked basically. And then just starts like breaking down this mountain with, I guess it's like, ice white walker power blast i don't know what the fuck it is um and just starts bringing on that wall man like i've wanted to i've wanted to see for so long i wanted to see it and it finally fucking happened you know the whole wall didn't come down but it was a big enough hole to fucking for everybody to walk through and um this white viserian i hear him i've been hearing that we're calling him white viserian maybe so I'm, we'll go by that name um <clears throat> You know, he's got holes in his wings. You can kind of tell who he is. You know, the, the dragon's colors aren't as prominent as they used to be. Um, and the fucking Night King's riding him. And, uh, yeah, man, it's next season. It's coming hard and fast, dude. There's not going to be any time to react. Maddie, Are you there? Okay. We might have to go to Stefan. Stefan? Okay, yeah. Um, I think, to speaking of what Joey is saying, I think the only warning, if you could even call it that, prior to the blasting would have been the White Walkers kind of assembling before the wall just a little bit and that thing just coming streaking out of the sky. Um, 
one thing that's been a real hook for me with this show, and I think for a lot of us and for a lot of people probably, is the heavy metal imagery that runs rampant through Game of Thrones. Seeing the 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 light from the blue ice flames like yeah. light up the dragon every time and seeing the holes in its wings and stuff like that. It's like, this is not just a dragon we haven't seen forever, like some mythical beast that's like powerful and uh, a force to be reckoned with. This is like a demonic force now. This is like something that's uh, a supernatural entity that that's power is unfathomable to... You know, then I love how Tormund is just like fucking sees that thing. He sees it in enough time, probably to save quite a few more people than um, he would have if he didn't say run. <laughs> you know, he just that spark was like, oh shit, shit's about to go down. Um, you were talking uh, about the light. We actually get to see the light sort of flicker on the the whites, also like that purplish blue. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Just yeah, just the imagery. You know what I mean? Like, and how you know it's like. On one hand, it's like good storytelling has led to all these moments and stuff like that. But if you take a snapshot of a fucking ice dragon blasting uh, the that blue flame at a tower full of like warriors and stuff like that, you just take cut that out and put it on some heavy metal album or T-shirt or something like Hell that. Yeah. It'll be it'll be par for the course and everything. But it's it's very rare that we get this kind of imagery in in movies anymore. Dude, it <laughs> could have been a yeah. music video. Yeah. Just with yeah, the, like the yeah, one totally. looking up and yeah. it was sort of like a disco light. Yeah. Not something, a disco light, but like the light flickering on them. Something about seeing the holes in the wings, you know, the decay that has taken place was just like fucking like that was really powerful yeah. for me. I was like, this thing is terrifying. <laughs> and then to see and then to see the Night King riding on top of it like a bad motherfucker, I was like, I'm in. I'll change change me into a white. I'm good. I'll I'll join you guys. That's the side I'm joining. You like <laughs> the dark awesome. side of the Star Wars, like the Maddie? Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I know we're all calling this an ice dragon. I don't believe it. That's what I'm going to say. Um, I was reading an article a few minutes ago that some of the hottest flames uh, burn blue. So I think yeah. that's fire he's shooting at the wall, and that's that just an undead dragon yeah. with blue eyes. Um, I mean, I'd love to see an ice dragon for sure, uh, but I don't think we're going to get it. I think if it's, you know, maybe in Martin's couple last couple of books, we might get it, which will be cool. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. But I just, I think it's an undead dragon that is just breathing hotter flames than his brothers can. That's equally uh, as badass. So, um, which is also very cool because, yeah. like, I know, like, I was reading that when the flame burns that blue, it can cut through metal. So that thing can cut through fucking anything at this point. Which is so metal. Which is so metal. Going back to that scene, uh, Mastodon shows up again. We saw them last at Hard Home, which uh, I know I think we all here are big fans of Mastodon. Um, so that's great. Um, I, I'm glad I saw them. When I saw it, I immediately go, I immediately in my head went, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> because I love our fandom of Ma I saw uh, Mastodon. Him I was like, I hope he saw Brand Brand um, Daler's a little harder to recognize, but Brent Hines can't miss him. No, yeah, he's letting that beard grow a little more than he normally yeah. does. When but, he has that tattoo on his um, on his forehead, face. you can see pretty well. Yeah, oh, he's like he's, he's he's like a Tormund Junior. That's my boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I'm definitely hoping that they make appearances like the next time the White Walker. I'd like to see uh, somebody bad, kill uh, the kill them. Yeah, up. 
Oh, that'd be, be great. Yeah. Sick, oh, I don't need. I don't need them to talk. I don't need an Ed Sheeran moment. I don't need that shit. And <laughs> you see those guys get their heads lopped off. That's all I need. The Game of Thrones starts writers. playing. They starts playing drums like war drums, <laughs> or something. They start but, rocking out. Uh, it's like Mad Max Fury Road. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> but um yeah, man, I thought it was a great scene. Uh, just uh, having the uh, undead dragon right in. I mean, it's dope, man. I mean, there's like they fucking knew what they were doing. They knew what this season had to be, and it had to have certain things in it. Would I have liked to see more? Yeah. I always want more from this show, but I needed to see that wall coming down. Uh, I was uh, hanging out with uh, Mike's brother, Cody, and we kept checking our phones to just make sure how much time we had left. Because I was like, we looked at each other at one point. I think it was during like, the Cersei talking to Jamie point. And she, he's like, is the wall coming down? I was like, they better make that fucking wall come down. I do not. And he was like, what if they don't? I was like, it'll be the first episode of the new season. He's like, can we wait that long? I was like, I looked at him. I was like, we'll wait for Game of Thrones. He's like, you're fucking right. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I'm, glad and I'm glad this is like what I've wanted to see since I started watching the show and started catching on to like what could happen. Um, reading the first book, half of the second one, you know, it was all leading up to this moment. And I think the wall coming down was a great moment. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's like. I'm worried for T- Tormund. Uh, you know, I I know he's okay. Tormund is not going out with rocks falling on him. You know, he's, he's the... going to go out with in a in a blaze of glory as he should. Beric Dondarrion not... is not going to go out either because I think he still has that last life left that I think he's going to use for something spectacular in the final season. Just because it has been brought up, it is a something that happened in the book. But who he uses that last life for is not no longer with us in the show. But I think something will happen, and he'll have to do something. He will sacrifice himself to bring someone of importance back. Maybe Danny. I mean, could they could they die going going for some ravens or some shit to try to? Because I'm wondering, like, because they're they're behind at this point, right? They're they're sort of divided by the army in Winterfell. So I'm just curious as sort of like how that plays out with them. I'm wondering, like, I know that Eastwatch is far from. The main camp but i imagine that flame is pretty easy to see probably maybe not but i don't know who knows i mean i mean brandon can just fucking work see that shit yeah down. true like That's with his way. yeah i mean the thing is we don't really know the extent of his powers like we yeah. we've seen him do stuff but like if he's not looking for it is he's he gonna see it yeah since he's still kind of new like i'm assuming like max von sydow's character could have seen it all but you know, uh, Bran is new to this. He's still learning. You know, obviously from the Sam and him meeting again. You know, like he, like you said, we, he's got to pull up Google. He's got to do that Google search. Wait a few minutes. Okay, got it. Found it. Here I am. You know. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where Tormund is and Beric is are uh, when the new season starts. Um, how far the how far that army is when we start again? Like. Where what's the first place they're going to stop to take over? What about is it? Are they going to go after a little bear? Don't go after my little bear. She's so great. My little bear. My little bear. I I think I, bad, I, I would follow her in the army anytime. I was <laughs> just kind of like when I was watching the scene, I was just kind of like uh, surprised at how powerful the blasts are because I from from the dragon, and I I was thinking, um, you know. Yeah, these aren't like ice blasts. These are straight up. This is a blue flame. I agree with yeah. Maddie. I think that's what it is. And just to see the overall power of a 
dragon of dragon fire uh that was the the main takeaway for me from from that because the rest of it was like okay they break down the wall they walk through it kind of saw that that ending coming but um the main the main surprise was 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 the dragon fire for me so um now we are out of the shortened breakdown and we're going to go into we're just going to address the controversy here real quick one by one um so this season more than any other season has i think as far as i can tell anyway has kind of been marred by controversy because of mainly the timing issue uh raven seemed to travel fast and john daenerys teleported everywhere so uh break off we have addressed this before on the podcast but just as a kind of a closer for all this uh what do you think Rakoff? as a closer for as a closer for the controversy because we've talked about this before on the podcast right yeah, yeah, yeah. we've talked about this controversy but we're just to I kind think... of close out the controversy talk for goddamn i mean look at the end yeah. of the day i wish there would have been 10 but i was thinking about it today and it, it you can't even be critical because in my eyes what we're looking at is an intermission of just one season i know we say season seven and season eight but yeah. my guess is that when we watch it, you know, years from now, that this season and the season coming up will just be one long season. And sort of this is the middle. And oh, we're just waiting gotcha. for, for gotcha. the wall goes down, intermission, come back, and then we'll finish it up. So they'll sort of serve as like one long piece. That that makes sense. Maybe you're being a little hopeful, but maybe I could maybe see that. Yeah. That's like, was it 13 episodes total? Yeah. If you, if you make that one season? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Joey. Um, let's see. As far as the yeah, I mean, as far as the season goes, like I kind of just feel like you know we've we've spent seven years. You know, we've seen all our all our favorite characters like happy at the beginning to a certain extent, depending on you know maybe not Danny, <clears throat> but and then. They get stripped of everything. Danny gets stripped of every of, of things, and she starts to sort of get, gather power, and then that's stripped from her again. Um, we've seen all these Kel, our favorite characters, like at their lowest possible moments. You know what I mean? And now they're the ones holding the the upper hand for the most part. You know, there's still the villains out there, but they're like, "Yo, I have dragons. Yo, I'm I'm actually the you know the the heir of the Iron Throne, but secretly." Um, you know, I, I'm undead, you know, you, we're just seeing all these characters like Arya's a fucking assassin, Sansa's Lady of Winterfell, like giving orders, you know, we're seeing all these characters, they're now like in their proper state, this is the end, you know, there's no more like, um, there's no more schemes and twists going on, I'm sure there's gonna be a couple little twists here and there, but we're basically at the character's pinnacle you know this is this is the end of the third act coming up um and so like i don't i feel like at this point there's there's no more time for what we've had all these other seasons that built up to this moment we're not just gonna like drag this moment out for no reason or you know sidetrack us on something else somebody else is going to get split up everybody's come together like we knew they would and they are and so we're just getting these scenes, you know. And so that's that's just how I feel about it. I just we're 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 at we are where we need to be. 
and I get that the the episodes are shorter, so maybe some things are feeling rushed. Um, but we're here. You know, you've watched this these many seasons for this. Now, if if you don't enjoy it, then I can't help you. Uh, but you should enjoy it. Yeah. <clears throat> Maddie. All right. Um, I'm going to bring up a fan question. This is a friend of ours from college. I'm just going to call him P Train because those who know, no. Those who don't, don't worry about it. Wait, Maddie, we're doing just the controversy here right now, though. Well, this is part of it. Oh, okay. All right. We can do okay, that. Because right. his question is Does it feel like the entire season has been oh, yeah. mediocre table setting for the final season? Which is getting to what I'm going to say. This is like the second novel out of three. Things are rushed. You got to get to that final ending. You know, uh, I felt like, uh, you know, I don't think it's mediocre at all. I think this season has been fun. Um, yeah, there's been some bumps throughout it, but they also don't have a novel to fucking lead them. So, yeah, it's going to be bumpy. This season is going to get us to this final season that I think is going to blow us all away. Every, everyone's going to fucking die, probably. It's going to be everything you've ever wanted, but we got to go through what we're going through now to get to that point. We need to see the wall come down. We need to see these certain events take place to get these characters to this final season. You know, um, I don't know, man. It's just like... I do think it is sort of a table setting for the uh, final season. I'm going to agree with Mike. I think when we watch this all together, like these last two seasons, yeah. it's going to make more sense. Like why the things that happened in the season happened, because you got to get to this point. And like, we knew we weren't getting 10 episodes. We knew certain episodes were going to be, you know, even if they're long, feel rushed because I mean, most of these episodes have been pretty long, you know, like longer mm -hmm. than usual. So, like, we are getting a lot of fucking content. It feels rushed because we know it's the end or it's getting close to the end. And do we want it? No, we don't. We want Game of Thrones to go on forever. But do we really is the question. I, yeah, I want to see the story end. I want to see this tale be over with. I want to see whoever's with us be with us. You know, if they make it through the Game of Thrones or if they die during the Game of Thrones. Like, I need to see it. I need to see it end. And I don't really want it to end, guys. I just want it to go on. <laughs> I don't want people to be happy, you know, but I, I think it was a good question. Um, yeah. I just don't think mediocre is what you should call this season. And I think, you know, maybe if I do a rewatch and then get through this season, I think I'll feel differently. But I agree with a lot of the complaints of this season. But I'm also going to have to say, I'm going to go with Joey on this. If you don't like it, stop watching the fucking show. Yeah. You know, like, just fucking get out. Like, I mean, come on, man. It's like, there's nothing else like there. There's nothing else on TV like this. I've been looking for movies to like satiate me during the week that are as good of fantasy as this, and there's nothing. It's like Lord of the Rings. But how many times have you watched that yeah, shit? Yeah, that's how you, you were watching. You were watching that every day till this shit came out, and then you're like, "Holy fuck, this is cooler yeah. than." And it ain't got no butts. It does not have. It does <laughs> not have parenting butts, and that's for sure. Um, Wait, do we get do we get a Vigo butt though, or is that just Eastern Promises? I'm getting off on that. I, I doubt it. <laughs> um, Vigo but butt, yeah. baby. I'll have to go back and watch the extended edition. Yeah, I right. I, well, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any nudity. So but, extended, indeed. But I, I do. I'm gonna go go with Mike on this. This is getting us ready for this final season. Totally. That's what it is. Once it's all put together, I think we'll have a different appreciation for this season. You know, I just I think a lot of people have really good theories and a lot of good ideas of how this season could have went. Different things could have happened for sure. But this is what the writers wanted. And they know what's coming next season. 
Yeah. They're prepared. They're sitting there looking at these comments going, if you only knew, you little fuckers. And we'll find out in a year, two years, who knows. But we're all waiting, and we're all going to fucking watch that last season. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah, I think those those kind of gripes, one, are chalked up to just being internet gripes. Like, people are nitpicking. Um, But we all do it as geeks. We all do it for our for certain things um and it's probably a larger issue at hand as to why they're not liking it but this is one of those things where suspension of disbelief becomes like a good friend of yours in these stories you know there's much more pivotal moments that need to be told and if we're going to spend time with danny and john on a boat for how long like how much more story are you going to be able to tell there you probably could jump around and sew some things up with some other characters um but more than likely imagining what that trip is like is just you know them sitting around sharing some beans or something on a boat and this is like you know it's not something that we really in the long run in the end like when we come back when we go back to revisit this when it's finished when you show people you show your kids or you show your significant other who's never seen it or whatever when you go back it'll be it'll be a minor thing you know what i mean it's 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 just stories man (laughs) you know time time is less important the 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 play of of time the play out of time is much less important than the actual events um and the interactions of these characters so yeah like if if people have that much of a problem with it then it's probably not the tv show that is the biggest problem in their life you know (laughs) i i think that oh are you you finished sorry about that yeah i was just breathing hard okay (laughs) Um, I mean, if the biggest issue here is that ravens move too fast and John's boat goes too fast. It's like not we, really... like we said, hardest working ravens in any fiction. Yeah, you know, hardest working <laughs> animals. Give them their credit. Don't t- diminish that away. Um, I mean, and yeah. and John Snow, if he's determined to be somewhere, he's gonna be there as soon as possible. <laughs> and yeah, you know. In the same way that you can hack your own perception by not really paying too much attention to your car ride home, just your same routine, you know, by listening to a podcast on your way back or whatever it's going to be, you know, it's not quite as memorable as what you're experiencing um, intentionally, you know, because you're going to take that car ride back and forth anyway. So, you know, it's like uh, we don't quite remember those boring moments in our own lives as much as we might remember, might want to remember them or might think we they don't make any sense in some fictional universe, you know? So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's not that big a deal. The upside, the upside of this is that it's been really brought to the attention of everybody. We had one director addressing this yeah. uh, issue also, apparently. Uh, so uh, more than likely they're still still steer away from that for next season. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it's too obvious to everyone at this point. Yeah. So maybe this season will just be known as the season with really fast yeah. Ravens. It's season I mean, seven it's just, it's was boiled down to that. Really? Yeah. Season seven was on the fast track. You know, they had to get a lot of shit out of the way and cut some of the fat in order to, cause now all the characters are together. So season eight is going to probably, you're probably right. It'll probably be paced a little differently because yeah. we don't have to do as much yeah. that legwork anymore. And two P trains, which is the guy that asked the question, Patrick, uh, to his to answer to try to answer his question anyway uh i i also wonder if if other people are like are like me where they're they kind of question their bloodlust because i mean is i just wonder are there are other people thinking 
it might might seem less exciting than other seasons just because there's less people dying. You know, that's that's this, I think yeah. something to to think about. Yeah, I gotta say, man, this season it's anything but less exciting. You know, like compared to some of the other seasons, which I I love them all. Yeah. But like, if you go back and you watch, like some of the pace, it's really slow. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. even though they gave you some some really great episodes, like obviously the Red Wedding, like season three wasn't paced nearly as fast as this. This is way more exciting episode uh-huh. to episode. Right. So yeah, I think like everybody's just gotta let the paint dry a little bit there before they sort of jump in that the way they are. Otherwise, you'll say something you're gonna regret. <laughs> All right, so we have addressed the controversy. Everybody has, right? Anybody got any last thoughts on that? Me. Nah. Nah. All right, Fuck cool. off. All right, so we went to <laughs> P-Train's question already. Cunt. That's a good segue uh, into the uh, listener question uh, category here that we're going to move on to next. Uh, these both are by Shasta, correct? Yes. Okay, so her first question is, the look Tyrion had worried me. Does he have feelings for Danny, or was he hoping to become her successor? Uh, Mike, take it away. Uh, I think I think feelings. There's a. It's a. It's. I could justify that question. You know, Tyrion has longed for love. You know, that's his personality. Yeah. Obviously, Daenerys is someone who you could fall in love with. Yeah. He's been spending a lot of time with her, so it's. I think it's rational to think that. Uh, that's a possibility. But I also think I give credence to some other points some some of you guys brought up on our last recording, just how like maybe there's like some ramifications to this and it's sort of changing the board. And now he's thinking he's sort of stressed out because he doesn't know how all these pieces are going to fit together. So I think it could be either of those. And I'm actually really excited to see what it actually is. Right. Uh, Matty? Oh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Joey. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> um. I basically think that he's he's there. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm gathering my thoughts here. He's basically sitting in the hallway, basically thinking, yeah, just sort of how like the 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 pieces have changed. Like, you know, they sort of mentioned when they were out there talking with Cersei <clears throat> about how um, you know Tyrion didn't know that John had been to me. Um, <clears throat> And um, you know, so now that now that he now knows uh, him as well as Cersei, we talked earlier loving her family. He loves his family too. We kind of saw that when uh, Drogon attacked the Lannister army. He doesn't want to. He wants to see the peace kept. Like that's what he went to basically into the lion's den to sort of keep. He doesn't know that Cersei didn't keep her word. Um, so he's very worried about um, sort of what can happen along with usually when uh, characters fall in love in this show, it doesn't go over well. Uh, Tyrion has seen it happen. Um, it, maybe, maybe it's a cloud of your judgment type thing, or, uh, you know, kind of, as I've said, it's like, you know, they're going against this family and he's kind of weirded out about that. Um, and he's kind of with them. Uh yeah, I, I feel like I'm kind of going over it, but he's, I feel like he's just very worried about sort of the outcome of all of this. Mm-hmm. Maddie? Um, I don't buy into the he's in love with her thing. or no. I mean, I'm sure he has feelings for her. I mean, everyone kind of falls in love with her, like Mike was saying. 
Um, but it's not like the Jorah thing. It's not like what Jon Snow is going through. Um, so I don't, I don't really buy that. I, I'm going to go with the whole, uh, you know, it's very like the pieces are different now because of what is going to go on in that room. And Tyrion fucking knows what's going on in that room. Naked Kit Harrington ass. Mm. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, he will uh, I just I, the, the pieces are changing. The game is changing again. Um, just when they think and I mean, like what Joey was saying, we definitely know Cersei has changed the game herself, but we haven't caught on to that. Jamie also leaving is changing the game. Them getting together is changing the game of Thrones. So, like, what does that mean for him? Do, will he still be the hand with, you know, because she will become like, I mean, you know, after you have, uh, sometimes after you have intercourse, you might fall for that person, and that's all you can think about. Intercourse. You know, so like, that's uh, you know, um, <laughs> it's very interesting to see what Tyrion will go through next season, um, where his place will be, with John becoming, you know, you know, maybe John will become the hand until they find out that he's like can be king or whatever, you know. Oh, he's the um, hand, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, I mean I just I don't buy into the love thing. I know we talked about it yesterday a little bit yesterday, but I just didn't get that look for like I've never seen anything that would make me think in his acting that he like that he loves her. I know he cares for her. This is his queen. This is, you know, and that comes with a sort of affection, you know, but nothing like him falling for her or anything. I don't believe it. I think Shay was probably his last like fall for it kind of girl. Yeah, I think he's learned his lesson by now, but which might be it. And you know, it's like, Maddie, oh. right there, just that it's like he's he knows how like this. I think some other people mentioned it too, but just how that will end up. Like he remembers yeah. how much that hurt him and distracted him from doing the job he wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, it could totally be a distraction for Danny and like what she really wants. Like if she just becomes infatuated with John. You know, and I think he's worrying about that. Like, is she going to lose focus because of this guy? Um, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm excited and I'm excited to see it. Like when they went in that room, I was like, all right, this is cool. And then like when they would do that shot of Tyrion, I was like, oh, you look at you writers. I see what you're doing. I like this. This is why I like Game of Thrones. This is why I'm here every Sunday, you know, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think he's in love. I definitely think the game is changing again. And I think they were getting to a place where it seemed like the game was solidified and they knew what was happening. We're all going to go fight these White Walkers and we'll deal with the we'll deal with the army of the dead first. Then we'll get back to this bullshit of who owns who is the the ruler of the king the seven kingdoms or whatever you know. And now it's not that you know things are changing again as we all know, and that's what we love about Game of Thrones. Stefan? Um, what were we talking about again? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I was, I was t- listening, but yeah, yeah, that's right, too. Standing in the, look, on, the, look, uh, sending in the, do- in the um, hallway there. I, I think it's more likely that the impact that his character is experiencing has to do with the idea of succession that he'd brought up a couple episodes before that she kind of shut him down on. Um, there are things that we still don't know about Tyrion. There's something we don't know about his vision of what mm. the of the world is going to be as a better place. You know what I mean? Cause he's allied himself with Danny, but then we saw in this season that 
his confidence in her has been shaken. So to him, probably in he's got some it's probably not even apparent to him right now. It's just the emotion that's passing through him. But it could be that he he ultimately he could probably think that he could rule better than anybody because of the the position the position he's played and now he trusts John um but that they're coming together it may seem i don't know maybe something that he's not will feel not needed or his advice will not be well because that's the thing is twice before they Danny and John hooked up um she went to John for advice and listened to John's advice where she felt Tyrion had failed him so their relationship was rocky and so now his i think his influence is going to be affected more than anything and probably just in from his own perspective so that might make him do something um that we just don't know yet that we don't expect maybe or that might endanger the overall mission the overall drive of the the good guy characters that's all i have to say so yeah so to adjust her questions here uh i don't think he has feelings for her that way i think he respects her he he likes her worldview he's she's the only person in power that he really feels he can, he can truly align himself with other than john but john's not really seeking the goals that she is uh and then uh what you got uh see what else does he ask here uh uh, hoping to become her successor, I don't think that at all either. Uh, I mean, Stefan, I, I think maybe you do, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think there's been enough info for that. If the, if that happens, that'll be crazy. It also make Tyrion less likable. No. I, I think. I think more less less on the successor part and more just on his ability to influence. You know, his position in her cabinet and her court. You know what I mean? I think is is probably coming into question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think what's going to happen here, it's just, it's setting up what he's going to do with this info uh, because he doesn't know that they're related, but he knows they're fucking. And other people know that they're related, but they don't know that they're fucking just yet. So it might be something that they play with that. It's just, it's about setting up the implications for later, I guess. Uh, that's, I think that's all that is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just set up. And another thing is he wouldn't have brought up successor if he didn't have a plan. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't ask yeah. that question without some idea he yeah. could pitch to her. So clearly that's interesting. That, that might be a little sort of shaken his sort of overall plan. Right. Yeah, that's what I was getting at, I think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't, I didn't even think I'm just about piggybacking. That. I didn't think about that at all. All right. So her second question, we got everybody right on that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So her second question is: Has Theon redeemed himself in your eyes? Do you think he will be able to save Yara uh, and take it away, Rakoff? Yeah, man, I'm back with Theon. <laughs> like, let's, let's go do this, man. Let's just go fucking save Yara. Let's let's get this shit done. Um, I'm down for the ride, and I hope he fucking wins. And if not, I hope he dies trying. <clears throat> Hey, that's a positive outlook. Yeah. Joey? Um, you know, I, I, I think that Theon with this, you know, the few men that he has is going after Yara. Um, I'm hoping that uh, to piss even Cersei off more, 
is that they sort of intercept um, uh, Euron and basically stop him from even going to get the Golden Company. Um, so I'm definitely, yeah, I definitely feel that Theon is, is a little uh, redeemed here. He paid the iron price by fighting that guy and winning, so he won his men back. Um, the shot of him, that last shot, well, it was not, it's not the last shot, but he, when he's walking to the ocean and the camera's like doing like a follow along from the side. And you kind of saw that in the, the previews from this episode last week. And he kind of like drops into the water. I thought that was a really awesome like move and angle that they did that in. Um, and he's like pouring the salt water over his face. Um, but uh, let's see. I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I got from it. Yara's important, like that's that's his only living relative, sister, heir to the to the uh, you know this what are uh, Greyjoy throne, I guess. Um, so yeah, man, let's hope we just piss piss uh, Cersei off even more by not having her army come. Maddie, Maddie, I just want to say wanna during say, this yeah, whole entire, entire season. season. Rakoff, <laughs> hating on Theon the entire time. Yeah, yeah. What this one epi- one moment brings him back? I don't buy it. There's gonna be hate next season. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be great. I think this is gonna be what Theon needs. I think it's what the fans want for him to do. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think he's got to save Yara. I think he he needs to do it for his character, and I also think he needs to do it for his sister. That look she gives him the boat before he jumps off is I don't think I'd ever want any sibling to look, look at me like that ever when they're yeah. have a knife or ax to their throat. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm excited to see what Theon does. I mean, he's still with us at this point, so he's definitely an integral part to what's to come. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of with Joey. I hope he kind of, they, you know, uh, stop uh, Euron from getting to the, the gold company, but Dude, I kind of want to see the gold company too. I know. It sounds pretty. Kind of sounds pretty badass. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, we'll see what happens, man. We'll definitely see. I mean, we could definitely see the gold company, but join a different side. So who knows? Um, you know, there are dragons and White Walkers uh, creeping around in uh, Westeros. So who knows who's going to be on whose side when it all comes down to it? But yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed Theon, even in his like darkest moments. And uh, I think he's a very uh, interesting character. So I'm excited for the reunion of him and his sister, for her reactions, and like if that'll bring them closer or tear them apart. Um, you know, and ultimately, I think we want all of the Game of Thrones characters to get redemption if it's like what they need for their character. So, you know, and like, um, you know, I think Mike, you might have said if he goes down, you know, if this is like he saves her, but he ends up dying to save her, I think that would be a great game of thrones ending for his character yeah so but because he ain't gonna give us no more heirs to the throne it's only her that can continue on the great joy legacy yes. so he cannot further the great joy line she yeah, so. d- doesn't seem to be interested in doing that either yeah i mean i well she says that she'll she'll do whatever she just like most of the time we see her with women but there is a line in yeah. one of the seasons where she's just like whichever i think she says something along of whichever island she's on you know it is what it is it's like you could prefer women 
but like you know if you're down if you're down to fuck you're down to fuck you know that's so, true and i mean if you want to further your succession if she wants more gray joys you know i feel like everyone's kind of thrust in the situation in game of thrones is like this is what's expected of you because you're a queen or a king so you know sexuality don't mean she can't have ladies on the side. <laughs> you can always have some ladies on the side when you're a queen right i don't know that's true Stefan? Um, I think Theon is yet to be redeemed uh, by a long shot, yeah. but the shot that Joey was talking about um, is, you know, it was a very like metaphorical or not metaphorical, but very like symbolic kind of way to shoot that scene, you know, with the water, him being cleansed and on his knees after having going through like a trial that we all thought he was about to get killed, you know? But after that, it's like, you know, it's a baptismal into this new path of redemption. Then that's where it begins is that particular shot. That particular moment is when he sets onto the path of redemption. Um, And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of these, like the hound, Jamie, they go through these, these things that totally like break, I guess everybody in the show really it's, they go through these, moments that break them you know and they're this other type they're this other version of themselves on the other side that is like pushing forward um and i think with theon his redemption yeah may come in sacrifice um or just saving yara um but uh it could just be the the effort of being there that i don't know her seeing him again you know and her ability to fight her way out of a corner you know she's tough as nails and we don't know what condition she's being held in at the moment Mm -hmm. um and she's probably being ravaged by euron but (laughs) and that and that that, and that's why i say that theon is yet to yet to redeem himself but is yeah and this is a character that we've seen it's you know this is a character this is the character in your life that you know you like you love him to death in some way but they're just always like kind of a fuck up or something <laughs> you know they're they're always just kind of like it's always something with that guy or there's always some drama or something with this particular type of person um but i think the surprise in life and as in stories and stuff is like you never know quite when that moment is going to come and it takes all those other moments uh that precedes it to to create this idea of like redemption how will you be redeemed <laughs> for me i don't i don't think uh he's not fully redeemed not uh, yet not not yeah. yet i mean i still like i said i, I still can't really forgive jamie for for yeah. the first episode yeah so yeah. we got this other guy that burned kids alive <laughs> uh other guy. i guess i'm, I'm about myself kids, i'm not, I'm not a forgive and forget type of guy maybe i don't know i don't feel like a whole grudges in real life but <laughs> that much but uh, I don't know. You just don't but, associate but with but shitty you're a people. fan of Littlefinger killing Ned Stark? Ugh, Andrew, I can't even trust you. You just you like the villain, man. You like the villain sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Theon's yeah, he's not as likable as Littlefinger. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, it's more indifferent. What, but you know Theon. what the show does though is like with Jamie, it really makes you question your your morals or whatever or your or it, it really rides the gray area because yeah. you, you follow him for so long 
they're going to be if you watch a movie a guy kills a kid in the first 30 minutes that guy's bad for the rest of the movie you only got another hour but for this you got fucking hours of shit yeah seasons of shit so you follow him for a long time <clears throat> and yeah some it's a whole spectrum right so some are good the whole time like john some are real bad like like joffrey but everybody else kind of in the middle so yes. like Theon, you know, is sort of in the middle, same area as Jamie, I guess, in that way on the on, in the gray area. And um, but e- even saying that, I mean, he might be on the way to redemption, but he's not redeemed in my eyes yet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's going to save. Uh, do I think he'd be able to save Yara? I, I think I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's definitely going to try. He's going to I think he's definitely going to meet up with her. It might be a failed attempt, though, or he, he might die doing it. He might die being successful. It might be a successful saving of Yara, but he'll be he'll die doing it, which was probably what will happen. Yeah. Uh, it might be a safe bet to say that. Uh, so this brings us into the next section, just which a, is our questions. Yeah. I just want to add uh, yeah. just a quick thing about Theon. Um, in the last episode, Stefan brought this up. How uh, there there was a scene when uh, Jorah was talking about all it takes is a one man with a crossbow. Yeah. And they cut it to Tyrion. Well, like a moment after that, um, John is talking about how if the North is to believe we are allies, they need to see us as allies. They actually cut to Theon, and he has a similar moment where he looks down because cool. he was supposed to negotiate the oh, truce for. The great joys to be allies. I just thought that was a, a good moment. that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Good <laughs> that is moment. fucking deep. Yeah. Conceptualization, man. <laughs> Bravo. That's great HBO editing. money right there, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's just fifteen ninety nine a month is worth it. HBOnow.com. <laughs> oh man. Are we moving? Are we moving out of fan questions? We're going yeah, and we can skip that first one we have because we already addressed it—the Tyrion and the darkness thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have anything to add, though, Maddie? Okay, uh, I just have that? one more for P Train. He just oh, says, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, it's just kind of a thing we can just run through it real quick. It's like he says, uh, "Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of spectacle moments this season, but doesn't it just feel like everything else is off?" I think we kind of sort of addressed this, but I just want to say, like, it's not, I don't think anything's off in this season. I think things are moving faster. We've talked about it. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's fucking Game of Thrones. Like, I, mean, like I said, if you're not if you're not enjoying it, stop watching. And, yeah. it's you know, a, if you are, just fucking, like, keep watching. We start off with, like, a medieval tale, you know, that was uh, magic and basically sort of gone from the world. And they're sort of like... They're trying. There's a lot of intrigue and sort of talking and a couple little battles here and there. And then slowly, as each season is happening, more sort of magic. You know, there's three dragons being born at the end of the fucking first season. Like that's a total game changer. And so we're slowly seeing now. There's what you know, the undead White Walkers. That's some magic going on. And so you know, it is a fantasy series or novel. Uh, you know that's what it is and so and yes it took us a while to get to the spectacle part where basically what we're seeing are these sort of final battles and dragons and white walkers and queens and you know undead men running around on ice flaming swords like it's getting crazy um and so now it's basically it's spectacle time you know it's it's that last action scene 
You know what I mean? All the characters were were getting to this. Now we're here, and were they just going to talk their way out and just you know we're going to see more uh, of our of our main characters die for no reason now? And it's like no, they're going to die for reasons now. We're at that time. It's spectacle time. <laughs> Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Spectacles time. Indeed. Yeah, he's, he's using the word off here, and I just the only thing that's off that that maybe people can say is just the timing of the Ravens and stuff. And other than that, it's just like pace, yeah. I the mean, the pacing is the, like whatever. It's like yeah. okay, that maybe that's it. But again, we we've, we've talked about this before. It doesn't yeah. ruin it for me. No, it doesn't ruin it for me either. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't use the necessarily word off other than to say that just the pacing is a little adjusted to move things along faster. Um, but I think everything else is right there, and a lot of characters are in transition. A lot of characters are changing. Yeah, you know, just yeah. even like Jamie there at the end, you know, same way Arya when she left Bravos. It's right. just sort of like it's – that all that stuff is is great, and we're still getting it. So right. I'm looking forward to everything. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, anybody else want to address that before we move on? Nope. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, this connects with the Yara thing, going straight into uh, the questions that we prepared here. Uh, I was just wondering personally, uh, <laughs> how important is Yara anyway? So let's say he saves her. What the fuck? Who cares? What's what's she gonna do? What's gonna happen with that? I think her her only import, importance, and not to minimize her as a character, but like just for the sake of the fact we only have six episodes. Yeah, it's really like just uh, is she gonna reunite with her brother? Like are are her and Theon going to you know? be sister and brother or are they not like it's sort of in the way that if he saves her you know or helps her escape then i think that it's serving that purpose of theon's redemption you know as well as her finally having a brother back her real brother i just i just don't think i i don't feel like i know yara enough i just don't know why they're putting importance on her so late in the game can can i um can i jump in real quick i just have a couple thoughts Uh, um the scene with John and Theon talking was really important, and I don't think we talked about it on this episode, but we probably talked about it last night. Um, but he talks about how you're Stark and you're a Greyjoy, and I think the importance of these two characters reuniting is for him to be accepted back into being a Greyjoy because that alliance is important for yeah the the overall fight and then the sustaining of 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 uh, of a better world or better king or better westeros in the future you know what i mean um you know i think yeah. we haven't we've seen we've seen just enough of yara to i think i've seen just enough of yara to know that she is important but i don't know why yet that's all i want to say. i think she's important to theon in that way i agree with yeah. you it's sort of like yeah. it's closure on that storyline yeah. for the for him, for for him to be a gray joy again or to right. feel because he still because I was also thinking like what if he joined the unsullied you know he's not <laughs> he's not alone you know and yeah, what if yeah because yeah. you know, he he's kind of is that too in some way yeah you know and then and his triumph over this motherfucker without having nets again it was like what I was saying the other joking around about last night about uh, it's like you know just you know it's not the cock that makes you a man so it's inside the man that makes you a man kind of thing <laughs> but I think many people would probably argue that I don't know how much do you love your dick? Anyway, guys, come on. <laughs> Joey? 
Uh, I think it is uh, definitely more about redemption. Uh, just sort of cl- uh, you know close his the tale of Theon up, you know, to, to, to close the book on that. What would be a nice icing on the cake again, as I had said earlier about maybe him intercepting, um, you know, uh, homeboy uh, Euron, and maybe he continues to go to the Golden Company, or maybe they meet at the, where the Golden Company is. And Theon comes back with the Golden Company. That's that's a little icing on the cake, I think. But yeah, if not, it's definitely just a redemption tale for him. Yeah. All right, Maddie. Um, you know, I think the important, like, you know, they do have a fleet of ships, or Euron does at this point. So if they can best Euron, they have a fleet of ships again for the Army of the Dead or Cersei whatever Cersei has planned, if they do get back with the Golden Company or whatever happens. I like Joey's theory a lot. I think it sounds good if Theon came back or if Yara comes back with the Golden Company because Theon ultimately sacrifices himself to save Yara. And, you know, if she knows of if she knows of Euron's plan to get the Golden Company for Cersei and she gets it for Danny, it's like, that's a game changer, dude. Like, if that's like a season, like, if that's like episode four, or five, we're all losing our shit, you know? Like, depending on how the next season goes, like, we're all going to be like, holy fuck. We didn't expect that. I think it would be redemption for Theon, for sure. Like, if he gave his life so y- Yara could ultimately get this army for Danny to win Westeros, be the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, I, oh, dude, I'd lose my shit. But everything could go wrong because it's Game of Thrones, and sometimes things could be fucking miserable watching this show, so... Um, <laughs> You know, and I think definitely with a lot of uh, the way people have been reacting in the season, not enough death, blah, 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 whatever bullshit, like, people are upset about, you know, maybe we'll see a different, like, maybe we'll see a lot of fucking people die next season. But I know there's a lot of good theory. Like, there's a lot of cool shit that could happen with Theon and Yara. I, you know, I don't mind. I like Yara. I got no issue. I Like, I kind of want to know a little more about her. Like, do I need to spend three episodes or four episodes of the last season? No. No. Just give me a little comic spinoff of her. I'll learn everything I need to know, you know. Uh, so, but I definitely think there's something there. They wouldn't have kept Theon and Yara around this long. They would have had Euron kill him. If so, I think there's definitely something planned, and it's going to be big, and it's going to. I think it's going to justify Theon and Yara being in this show. All right, cool. Uh, I just, I was just wondering that. Um, moving on to. Uh... The next question here, uh, what are going to be the trickle-down effects of Littlefinger dying? Uh, is, is, that, is that just it, just this, the Sansa and Arya uh, you know, get together more than before, or uh, is there anything that would, that would come of that? I think, um, I think the veil is solidified with the North. I think uh, after just the way it all played out, so I don't think there's any repercussions there. You're not losing the veil. Uh, the only repercussion I could see is Arya using this face mm-hmm. to be to be Littlefinger. Oh and, shit! And I didn't go think about there. that. Yeah, and, I, I, yeah, I kind of go back to King's Landing and, and see if she can maybe try to take out Cersei that way. I'm glad I asked this question. Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was thinking. I, I mentioned that in our little message board uh, today yeah. about what what if this happened? Oh shit! So yeah, it could happen. I would see why I wouldn't actually. I mean, you know, we want to see her go and do a, a serious assassination on someone. You know, dude, we need it. We all want it. 
Manny? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great fucking idea. I mean, as soon as she killed him, I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, yeah, what would she use it for? Then Joe, and then like, cause I've been drinking. So what? you have thoughts when you drink and then they leave you. And then Joey Mitchell's like, holy fuck. Yeah. I thought of that. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. I definitely think for her to use little fingers face for anything, uh, it'll definitely have to be something has changed in the game that like this is necessary for her to do because using it at any other point except to get in with Cersei if she doesn't know. But the thing about Cersei is she has all these little fucking birds around. She knows, you know, she knows what's going on most of the time. So, yes, yes. you know, maybe if they got with Varys or something and they play it like her and Varys get together and set up something to take out Cersei that way, that could be very cool. And I would love to see her stab Cersei, then rip off that mask, dude. Or, you know, if if she takes Jamie's face, if Jamie dies, that would be fucking dope. Holy uh, shit. Arya can do anything, you know? If she kills someone, she can assume their identity. So Damn. The the it's open, man. I mean, it's a very interesting. It's very interesting. But yeah, I mean, as far as I just fuck yes, man. Thank God Littlefinger's fucking dead. I wanted this so bad. <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad I got it. Andrew, call this episode Game Changer. Okay. <laughs> no problem. I feel like we've said it enough, enough times. If, if anybody's yeah. wondering, uh, Stefan <laughs> uh, had to leave because he was having some technical difficulties, so we'll just go straight into uh, my thoughts here. Uh, actually, I don't really have a lot of thoughts because I was one asking this question. <laughs> uh, uh, I think what uh, we said about the getting Littlefinger's face is gonna is incredibly interesting. Yeah, and getting Jamie's face too. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, dude, we can't. I can't wait for the next season. Holy shit! <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I have no fucking comment further than that about that. <laughs> so, uh, moving on uh, to the last. Well, not the last one, but uh, second to last question here. Uh, any other theories you guys have as far as what's going to happen in the final season of the show? Rakeoff? Um, so, I mean, one thing I'm wondering is if, A, somebody is going to, somebody we know is going to be turned into a White Walker um, by the Night King, sort of turned into his army, and then I'm wondering if it's somebody like Jamie. Somebody that's gonna then go south, or maybe it's Cersei. She becomes the the sort of uh, the Night Queen, yeah. per se. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious about that. Um, you guys are blowing my mind with these Jamie theories, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he could go anywhere. Um, but as far as theories, uh, man, I I haven't even thought about it. I don't even know other than that. Joey. Man, what isn't going to happen this next season? <laughs> That's all I got. What isn't going to happen? There's, there's so much, man. I just, I, I guess what I kind of want to center on is how are we going to kill this motherfucking dragon? Yeah. You know, are we going to have like a like a dragon air battle? Like they're going to like, you know, uh, uh, claw at each other and like Danny and the the fucking Night King are going to be staring at each other while their dragons are fighting in midair or some shit, crazy shit. Um, you know, are we going to get like some crazy, like dragon glass lance or something? Um, you know, how are we going to kill this thing? Like what's, what's the, you know, how's that going to happen? That's kind of, you know, that's, 
I don't know. It's not really a theory. It's just kind of like a wondering. But um, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. More curiosity than predicting. Yeah, it's just like, exactly. So right. many uh, different options. I mean, you know, I predict the game, the game bowl. Um, Book, yeah, you know, that's gonna happen. You know, the, I predict the, you know, I don't know. I really, I really don't know at this point. I mean, I, most of my, you know, the the the, the uh, John's lineage, the wall coming down. Like I never even thought there'd be an ice drag. I know we kind of talked about it. We talked about it in a different way. I know we're not really calling it the ice dragon anymore, but still it's like never really thought that was actually going to happen. We knew a dragon had to go, but mm-hmm. we didn't know that that was going to be the, the, the end result. Um, so that's again, game changer. So that's just going to be, I mean, I kind of don't know. Everybody's kind of finally coming together and like, there's a couple little things, but I just, I don't know. I mean, are we going to get the, are we going to see a Lord of light? Are we going to see, uh, you know, what may kind of what I wanted to get to, but I, I forgot was to kill this dragon. Are we, they kind of talked about the horn in the show. Are we going to see a horn? I mean, I kind of don't think so at this point, but maybe like Sam and Sam's still reading. There's, there's gotta be a way to kill this thing. So mm, is it a horn? Yes. We don't know, you know, um, and then Bran's there. Is Bran going to warg into a dragon? What's his ultimate, like, uh, what's his sort of plan of action, you know? So I just, uh, yeah, there's some things I kind of have a little theories on, but most of them have kind of happened in a way. Maddie? Um, I don't know if I have any theories, but I, what I want next season is more fucking direwolves. Jesus oh, fucking Christ. Fuck. Very true, please. And I, my, like, my, I mean, I don't know how they're going to kill a size dragon, but I think we need a dragon battle. I think a dragon <laughs> on dragon battle needs to happen. That's got to happen. Yeah. And then, you know, I would love to see some direwolves show up and be like, you know what, dragons, we'll help you out with this motherfucker. Yeah. We're going to lose a lot of dragon. We're going to lose probably another dragon. Probably going to lose all the direwolves or some kind of fight. Like, it's like, I mean, I think it's like getting to the point where, you know, I, I don't know. I, I want to see all these characters come back. Love to see Nymeria come back with like a wolf pack, man. Just like yeah. fucking stroll in and be like, you know, because I know they had that see, the scene this season where Arya talks to Nymeria. Yeah. And, you know, she goes, that's not you anymore. But I don't, but, but we did see Arya go back to Winterfell, which we all kind of thought that she would go to King's Landing. And I was like, no, nah, she's going to Winterfell. But I wonder if Nymeria will show up with like a gang. She's like, I'm not ready to come back yet because I don't have the numbers. Yeah. But hold up. You wait. And I think I'm hoping that we'll get like maybe not like them fighting dragons, but like maybe we'll get a bunch of like a wolf pack taking on some White Walkers or like the Golden Company or something. Just like, you know, uh, we're down in the dirt, like kind of Battle of the Bastards. You're like, who's going to save the day? There's no one left. There's no little finger to save the day to make himself better. And then you hear this wolf howl, chills. I already got chills, boys. Mm. Just a yeah. bunch of wolves running in, fucking up the day. Right <laughs> I, watched, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's what I want. I was kind of disappointed. If I had any disappointment this season, it would probably be that, like, I just, I don't need a lot. I just need to show to got a ghost out in the distance. Just like, oh, there's ghosts, you know. I mean, we got Nymeria, but it's like Ghost is pretty important to who John is and the character. Yeah, and like, dude, sorry, I got it. I need, I need a ton of Ghost. I need so oh, much yeah. Ghost in my life. Man. I want to, I, I want to see like a little reunion where it's like 
John comes back to Winterfell, like Ghost runs up to him. He's like, oh, I missed you, boy. I missed yeah. you, boy. And he's got to introduce that, him to his and new that, babe. And, and everybody else is like, yeah, we fucking missed him too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see I want to see a Ghost look at Daenerys and roll his eyes and then walk off. And I'll be like, <laughs> ghost, doesn't, ghost doesn't give two shits about her. He um, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I think it would have been just nice for a faraway shot of just Ghost waiting at Winterfell. I don't yeah. think that was too much to ask. Just like, after that, like after they mentioned, like we can't just wait around like ghost, blah blah blah. It's like, come really, like you don't have the budget for. I mean, yes, maybe he's always on the lookout, just outside of the castle gates, you know, looking out there when they do an establishing shot. Oh, we're back at Winterfell. You can see ghosts I mean, like running around. You know, wouldn't it have been great? Wouldn't it have been great if, like, when Arya showed up, like at the gate, we see ghosts like perk his head up. And you would have been like, oh, fuck, he remembers Arya. Because, you know, like, dogs remember people, like, even if you've yeah. been gone, if they smell you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know how, like, I don't know. People would be like, how can you tell, blah, 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 because we're going to sit here and discuss how, how the fucking dead got fucking chains and bullshit. But I don't know. I would have loved it if he would have perked his head up and then laid it down because it wasn't John. I'm like, that's fucking great. Ah, oh, such a good scene. And that wouldn't have cost him that. You could have taken my paychecks, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay for ghost shots. Jesus. I'll pay for them too. Kickstarter. <laughs> the, the goddamn through Superhouse will play pay for ghost scenes if they're not too expensive. We can only afford so much. But you know, head up, head so Very, very expensive. I'm sure. Teams <laughs> of people have to work on one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just one shot for an entire season, guys. But we already it's know we didn't get any. Yeah, or it's the right, last Kickstarter season. campaign. I'll put in some money. Screw you guys. I need to see ghosts. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I just, I, I'm just, I'm very excited to see where this goes. I think there, uh, through the season, there's a lot of great moments leading up to, like, what could be six episodes of the greatest season of Game of Thrones. You True. know, um, you know, and I, I think to get us to this point, like Mike was saying, is like I think all this this season, and then the next season, probably were conceived as like one whole thing. Like you need to watch this in. You know, but they can't they can't be like, oh, this is the final season, you know, like they got to split this shit up as much as possible. You know, at least they weren't like three seasons this year. Then you got to wait two seasons. Then you get three more episodes. Then you got to wait, you know, like they could have done some bullshit. But I don't, I don't have any theories at this point. Just like you guys were saying, speculation of what could be. I will say I do want to mention like when the snow is falling in King's Landing. I go back to when Danny went in with, I forget the city she was in, but it's the, those guys who would like drink that drink to make their mouths blue. Yeah. Karth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget those guys' names too. Um, or that like whatever their sect was called or the one guy that was in it. Um, the third they, The house yeah. of the undying. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 But um, she does have that vision of where she's walking and there's the iron throne covered in snow. So right. I thought oh. like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming back around, and I mean, you guys have pointed out a lot of good shit. That like I didn't see my first view, and um, I've been watching it throughout the podcast like I always do, just with subtitles. But I definitely got to sit yeah. down and watch this episode again. And I then, cannot wait to rewatch this entire season again. Um, I'm really thinking about starting it all over again, man. <laughs> just yeah, I've watched it again. I watched this yeah. episode three times already. Yeah, um, but yeah, man. I mean, it's. It's, I mean, if you had, I don't know, man, if you had any, any troubles with this season, I think, you know, they knew what they were doing, even if they're like, even if a director does come out and say, oh yeah, things were a little fast. 
It's like they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing when they're writing the episodes. Everything's happening for a reason. This is a very well thought out show, even if you don't believe episode to episode. So that's all I'm going to say. Maddie, think about this. John, oh my God, John, Joey, I'm not ready for your theories. Okay, I'm ready. Give it to me. It's a small one, but, <laughs> okay. it, but, it, but it would be rad. John and Danny go to Winterfell. Danny gets to meet the sisters. She, Wolf, or Wolf, Ghost comes up to her. She meets Ghost. And then maybe Ghost goes out and sniffs Drogon. And they're just like, hey, we're just, you know, we're crazy, uh, you know, mythical beasts. And we're like, yo, what's up? Dang. I like it. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. they're, 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 quote unquote, you know, they're animals, they're spirit animals or whatever mm-hmm. would connect if they connect. I would think not, not, not that they have to have sex, not that they have to like love each other or whatever, but not like, like that, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just yeah. that they would get that they would be, you know, friendly with one another. Yeah. You know, exactly. in a, I want to see, yeah. I want to see them frolicking, frolicking and frolicking, frolicking in the fields. Oh my God. <laughs> in the fields. Of uh, no, dude. I mean, I, I, I think, I think that would be great. I need to see that shot of where maybe some growling Drogon doesn't know what's going on. Danny has to be like, it's okay. And then John has to grab Ghost and be like, "It's fine." And then then be like, "All right, this is cool." Like, and then John throws a big stick, and they go chase it. Oh my it. god, dude! Like Drogon just has this like cartoon tongue hanging out of his mouth, <laughs> just like, "Oh god, <laughs> I love it, dude!" Looking hey, into it. Hey, just yeah, to, someone um, draw up that cartoon. Just to go, you touched on something. I just want to touch on it too. Uh, where you talked about Daenerys's vision in the snow. Uh, you know, uh, that she has that Carl Drogo moment, you know, this moment of loss and sort of love and loss there too. So I'm wondering if maybe that could be connected somehow to, to either what lies ahead or maybe what she's juggling now where she's having these feelings again of John, you know, and they're up in Winterfell, you know, just another maybe connection there. Yeah. This is also the second dead guy she's slept with. Cause doesn't she try to have sex with, uh, uh, Jason Momoa after she Drogo. brings him back. I vaguely remember something about that. I don't. I'm not. I, okay, I don't if that. neither you or Joey don't remember that, then that's maybe it didn't happen. Which part? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, doesn't like once Drogon comes back, doesn't she like try to have sex with him to like bring him back to his full power before Whoa. she smothers him with a pillow? Drogo, no. Oh, I thought they had sex one more time. Like I thought there was like that bed scene where she kills him with the pillow. They, oh well, that happened. That and happened because like, yeah. she found him in the field, and I think they brought him back. And I think maybe she was just like feeling sad or whatever. But I don't think that she tried to arouse him. All right, I'm I don't have any theories myself. I I I can't. I have no theory whatsoever this show it's completely unpredictable um i mean okay maybe the only minor minor one is i think we're gonna have two on one dragon that ice dragon is gonna kill one and actually yeah. probably really injure the other one it's yeah. gonna be like real bad and then it's gonna be probably some combination of a wounded dragon and a dragon glass spear type of thing kind of the opposite of what happened with the night king doing the javelin throw like I, I don't know. I feel like maybe that'll be like the action scene. It'll be like a team up against the ice dragon in some final battle. But other than that, as far as the human characters, no fucking clue. No clue. So a lot of people that we like are gonna die, but yeah. who that is, I don't know. 
Um, so moving on to the next, this is this is my this is the part I was looking forward to the most. Very simple question can often be the deepest. Yeah. Um, final question for goddamn this season. Why do you like Game of Thrones? Take it away, Mike. That is a very good question. Um, you know, a while back on one of the episodes, Stefan asked me a question. Uh, towards the end, he asked me, "Who, do, which character of Game of Thrones do I see in myself? And answer your question, I can also answer his again at the same time, is all of them. I really do, like, I connect, even if it's in the slightest way, you know, like, whether it's, like, lying, telling lies, like Littlefinger, you know, you can sort of see yourself, from my perspective, in all these people, you know, the greatest skills and the greatest attributes of yourself and you also see the worst attributes in yourself the ones you don't like to admit but they're there so i guess in that way i just i feel so connected in so many ways and man it's probably i've i've haven't liked the show this much since probably the wire so yeah all right joey man i've been a big fan of fucking swords since i was a kid so it's like you know what i mean i didn't collect gi joe or transformers i i collected he-man that was that was that was what yeah. i fucking collected so like as a kid i was already like in in you know introduced and indoctrinated to like fantasy like horror in a way because he-man's kind of has like a dark look to it you know he he looks silly with his like you know loincloth and and you know big thighs or whatever but like <laughs> you know in the cartoons really silly but if you see like any of the artwork or the posters, like you Skeletor and there's like, you know, Skull Mountain. I'm not sure if that's the name of it. Um, but um, Castle Grayskull. Yeah. Well, Castle Grayskull is He-Man's Castle. Oh, yeah, it's He-Man's Castle. Uh, I believe it's Snake Mountain. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, it's just there's, and there's Hordak and you have like, you kind of have like a dark theme to it. So like I was really into that and just sort of skip ahead, you know, sort of the Dark Souls series. And then when, you know, I wasn't really into Lord of the Rings, I'd seen the cartoon. I was like, this is silly. And then like <laughs> the, the trailer comes out and I see it. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is like what I've been wanting to see my entire life. Like I loved like, uh, 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 fuck, I'm like Willow. Like I, I, lo I enjoyed that movie, like just sort of the medieval and the, the uh, setting and the the bad guy has like the skull helmet and you know shit like that and finally like Lord of the Rings had it all and it didn't disappoint in any way that entire trilogy like it looks fucking great like people pour their heart and soul to make it look awesome not saying that people don't do that in other in other projects but like this one just this one just had it um the music was killer and so like and to move on from that and to not have anything and then being uh sort of introduced to game of thrones and then seeing that like hbo is making the show and starting to see like pictures come out you know photos and like my friends like dude you got to read this you got to read this and finally like i started reading it right before the show aired and yeah the, just the characters were great the the all the characters that you love, like like Ned Stark dying at the at the end of the first book, um, you know, you're just like, well, f well, fuck, who do I who who do I root for now? Like that's fucking Ned Stark, dude. Like he was what? Like you know, and then 
as we go on, you're starting to like, okay, so it's the kids, you know, other people are dying and like the kids are just like at the, at the bottom. They've got, you know, Sansa's being beaten on a daily basis. Arya's just like, you know, she's headed to the wall and all her friends are being killed and tortured around her. And then she's making friends with enemies. Um, Danny's in the red waste. Like she's got nothing but maybe 20 people with her. Um, you know, they're all at the bottom and they slowly just make their way to the top. And I think the writing is amazing. I think the characters are great. The fact that you can fall in love with enemies, you know, and, and they become sort of the good guys, you know, there's more of a realistic, uh, take to it, you know, very in depth character driven. Uh, and it's, it's just, they've really just made this a series that I've just, again, like with Lord of the Rings, like now it's a TV show that I've wanted to see and it's here and I'm fucking, I'm losing it. Maddie. Well, shit, Joey, how the fuck am I supposed to say anything after that? Uh, uh, I think you get, uh, for me, I, I just, I was trying to like, well, Joey was talking about like films that like got him into it. Huge He-Man fan back in the day, but I liked a lot of like, I loved Transformers and Voltron as well. Um, I've always been drawn to fantasy, sci-fi stuff, horror stuff. I think like anyone who listens to me talk knows how much I love that shit. Um, and I remember the first time, I think the first time I ever saw like a fantasy movie that maybe I shouldn't have been watching was Legend. And I remember seeing Tim Curry as like the Dark Lord or whatever his name is in that. I haven't seen that movie in fucking forever. But Darkness and, or something? Yeah, the Darkness, I think is what he's called. Um, but I just remember like I love that, like that creature, and then the goblins in it are so great, and the unicorns like just fucking loved it. And I'm such a creature dude, man. I just love fucking dragons and like as soon as someone, I was like, they're like, oh, I was like, why should I read Game of Thrones? They're like, there's dragons. It's like, all right, okay, cool. I'll read it because of dragons. They're like, there's also giant wolves in it. And I was like, fuck, really? Awesome. I want to read this. And, you know, I'm also going to go with Mike, man. These characters are super in-depth, every one of them. I think Joey was even saying it. I don't know if I need to say anything anymore at this point. Uh, you know, I just, uh, it's just so good. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of horror. You got the fucking undead in here. Why wouldn't I love this shit, man? Uh, you know, uh, what else, man? Uh, fuck. The characters are so, like, even if they're horrible, they're likable, which is hard to do. I mean, Andrew over here liking Littlefinger. Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> you know, it's. I feel like there's always redemption for, you know, I never thought I'd see the hound where he is now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's just the, that's just, you know, great storytelling. And, you know, I don't know. There's nothing like it on TV. There's nothing, there's nothing. There's never been no, anything yeah. like it on TV. Yeah. After this is over, even with prequels, there'll be nothing like game of thrones. Like, yes, we'll have spinoff series and they'll be great. We'll love them. We'll talk about them. There'll be many goddamn episodes for all of that. No, but it's like, there'll be nothing, there'll be nothing like this show. And like, I kind of compared it. I think, yes, like, I don't know when we we're talking about it, but it was kind of like, this is like, I think this is like my new lost. Whereas lost let me down. Yeah. Every yeah. turn after season two, every step of the way, they just fucked up. And I think, if this is the worst season Game of Thrones can give me, <laughs> lo and behold, better than anything Lost produced. 
but I don't think there's anything that has this much that we can talk for fucking three hours. And then people listen to a three hour podcast, not even watching the fucking show, just yeah. listening to a bunch of dudes talk yeah. about fucking a couple of dudes. <laughs> just like, that goes so like to say how great the show is and how much fun it is to watch. And like, yes, there's controversy behind it mm-hmm. with a lot of shit that goes on in it. I understand why people, do, it's not their thing and that's fine, man. Like I get it. I get why people like some things are triggering and I get all of that, but man, if you have to watch this for any reason, it's Aria, Sansa, dragons, so dire wolves. I mean, can I just list more characters and like where the show is now than when it began is leaps and bounds. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think if the show would have started the way that it is now, I think they still would have had as many fans without yeah. the rape, without the, you know, if any of that, but game of Thrones is what it is. And I think for us that have viewed it and gone through that stuff, even if you don't like it, it's been worth it and it's been great. And God, I wish we didn't have, I wish we could keep, I wish it was just, we'd have another episode next week so we could keep on talking about it, but we don't. And that's why I love game of Thrones, man. So I actually was not much of a fantasy guy. I saw Lord of the Rings in the theater and maybe once at home, that's it. Like I liked them, but it fantasy's never, yeah, never been my thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I watched a little bit of He Man and a, a little bit more Thundercats, which is still sword and sorcery stuff, and I liked Conan and stuff. But um, I don't know, man. It never really like called to me. I've I've only seen the first Harry Potter movie. It's it's just not a big deal to me at all. I mean, it wasn't anyway. Right. But but for this show. Um, I guess honestly, it boils down to it being for adults. Yeah. Uh, I, it's it's a the badass factor, like what what is dead may never die, and all men must die, Volar Morgulis or whatever, like mm-hmm. lines like that alone, badass as fuck. And then you got the uh, the the pragmatism of 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 all the characters, especially with their motives. Most people are out for money or power or both or sex uh real realistic motives despite how much of a fantasy setting this is everybody's motives are fucking real as shit uh i mean sometimes this shit feels more real than real life or real uh shows based on real stuff you know non-fantasy shows yeah um so i really appreciate that and like what we talked about with Stefan before too, with the fact that all the character, most characters fall within the gray spectrum. Even John's done some fucked up shit. So uh, it's, it's interesting to watch them grow and change over the seasons. And like going back to the pragmatism thing, you got like the, 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 the very, very stereotypical thing about fantasy is like, I shall save you, my lady. I have honor. Yeah, you know, a yeah, savior yeah, yeah. from this dragon. Yeah, Game of Thrones is like that motherfucker had honor. He died. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, it's actually that's actually what I love yeah. about the show. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it it flips very stereotypical fantasy things on its head. Yeah, the storylines that we're used yeah. to seeing. It, all, sort of, it makes fun of those in in multiple ways. Uh, yes, all the tropes, all that old shit. Like maybe I'm thinking of Disney movies, but still, like it it it, it it's very um. It just puts that fantasy shit into an adult setting in a really great way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just I don't know if I'll ever get into another fantasy show quite as much as this. I mean, probably will come along in my lifetime if I live long enough. But I'm surprised at myself because I've always been much more of a sci-fi guy. Yeah, you know. So this this show kind of surprised me. I mean, it's it it is so real. Like the the interaction with you, like you said, it's it's sometimes it's more real than real life. Like that's real anxiety yeah. you're feeling when you're watching this show at times. You know, you're you're actually feeling these things, and there's real loss. And the show was fearless the way it ripped your heart out and took characters away from you that, yes. that you love, that typically you'd probably walk away from a show had you lost that many yeah. of your favorite <laughs> yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But they yeah. gave you more characters. They gave you right. other people to fall in love with and watch them grow and change. Right. So I do, I, I agree with you there, man. Like it just, it gave you real consequences. It gave you real life in, a, in an adult way, you know, an adult fantasy. Like I was not familiar with the genre because I never really found something that I really liked. There's probably a whole lot more of adult fantasy books like this. Yeah. But Game of Thrones is the first one, I think, that really broke the the mold as far as breaking into the mainstream, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, everything else has been PG-13 or G. And you fantasy know? was a tough sell production-wise. It was uh, a, yeah, it's a huge, super yeah, expensive. Super tough sell. Yeah. You yeah. know, to get people just a, a – a, company to produce this kind of content but i yeah i think game of thrones broke some barriers there yeah for mm-hmm. sure and what what fantasy show or anything fantasy has a bank yeah, you know yeah. I mean? there's shit like that like, too right yeah yeah if you don't think about it, you're just like oh yeah i guess that makes sense mm-hmm. okay all right the yeah, strategic play sure. there that, 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 as far as acquiring the bank's money in there yeah, and just having a bank, getting a yeah. loan, you know, it's like because I need money for my army, you know what for I mean? War, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, shit, wow, I didn't, even, like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's amazing to have in a show like this, and that's where the show kind of also knew when to pull back, it knew when to pull back and give you less fantasy and more, more of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. also, it being a real slow burn, I know we said the season's fast, but most of the time it's been kind of a slow, slow burn. I mean. With the first epic, whole first yeah. season, they, they just have a drag, some dragon eggs, and then the dragons are born in the last shot of the season. Yeah, this is any other show, they'd be blowing up shit left and right in the first yeah. episode. God. And there's something to the slow burn of the show that really like keeps you going. Yeah. Like, we had the mountain this whole fucking season, by the way. He didn't even fucking take a sword out of a scabbard, I think. Or not that much this season. Yeah, right. Well, he, he did. He, he did. didn't swipe at anybody, though, right? He swiped at that that white in the oh there. And well, that, the, the one guy. Where's yeah, yeah, but yeah. it seems like they're just like they're building his ass up for oh, something. Yeah. You oh know, yeah. You know, like it's like another yeah, slow yeah, yeah. burn for the mountain and yeah. everybody else, which, which is, normally would be like why it's it's why it's so good. It's why when the the uh, the Stark banners flew at Winterfell again. It felt so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. you had waited so yeah. long. Yeah. You yeah. waited like four or yeah. five seasons yeah. to see that moment when it finally happened. That's why season six just was so incredible because it gave you that. They right. could have ended right. it there right. for me. Right, right, right. You know, just with those banners falling back in Winterfell, like like we won, you know. And, and people like switching allegiances sometimes. And like like with Sansa too, I, I didn't like her that much at all for the first three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. She's just boring. Yeah. But now she's really, really cool. And I can't think of many shows that have made me uh, switch like that. Flip on characters. Yeah. yeah I, I'm totally. pretty I pretty set in my ways most of the yeah. time, I think. Yeah. But but with this show, yeah, it, it definitely um, 
it's done that to me. Yeah, I mean, I flipped on Theon multiple times this season. You know, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Back and forth on him. <laughs> still hasn't redeemed himself. Still has to. But I'm down for the ride. Right. Oh, All man. I gotta say is Ramsey. Fuck. He'd be that on whole that season with Ramsey. Full black spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted him to die every episode. Yeah. And I was just every episode that ended, and he was still alive. I was like. I was just like, oh my God, he's doing like someone needs to take him out like now. Like I wouldn't stress out about it. I, I would just be like, oh my God, I can't watch Joffrey. the next episode. He was worse than Oh, Joffrey. I mean, yeah, he's a way yeah. He's worse than Joffrey. He's a way better villain, better actor. Not to diminish the character, the actor that played Joffrey, because he played that real well, but like he was good, yeah. Fucking fucking if, Ramsey was a piece of shit. Any if actor that's played a villain and that made you hate him, that actor did their job, you know? Like yeah, they're yeah. Good at what they do, and Joffrey was always a little more like petulant, evil versus Ramsey yeah. was like, "Wow, that's evil that I don't know if I can beat." <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. actually like evil yeah. I don't want to go up against. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if Joffrey would have lived, I assume that's the kind of evil Joffrey would have yeah, grown into. Possibly, yeah. And um, but to see that, like, I just talking about how this show like affects you emotionally. It's just like I I didn't want to watch a new episode with, um you know, Ramsey in it. When the battle of the bastards happened, I just thought he was going to kill John, especially after he kills Rick. And I was like, this is not going well. Rick. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, Oh my God. Also Rick and why the fuck didn't you zigzag? God damn it. Everybody knows the zigzag. Oh man. Everybody Medieval, knows medieval times know that shit. That's, they had to, man. They had to know. They that. had to deal with it more than we do now. Yeah. I mean, that was a good moment still. That was, oh, yeah. that was good. Even though you knew what was going to happen, like they still they still did it right. I want to say one more thing about the pragmatism of the show. Um, like, there, there's that one scene, or I don't know if it's pragmatism, but the them flipping it on the head with the fantasy shit. Uh, she's like, my sword's named Needle. What's y'all's name? And then he just says, only cunts name their swords. <laughs> yeah. It's like you get out of your seat and cheer for that shit. Because yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. you, like stereotypical fantasy stuff. It's like the, the sword's got some amazing name or whatever. Yeah. And everybody's like, it's sword names in this show. No, there are. There are. But it's great that there's a character named Hound that just says shit like that. Yeah. I, think yeah. I, I love that. And and that was also cool to see sort of like because uh, the Starks as noble as they seem, I mean they're still privileged lords. Yes. You know, and there's sort of like a little pamperedness there. Right. That you that was confronted on every one of them had to confront. You right. Know, that right. Sort right. Of, right. That privilege they had. Oh, know? like when uh, John's like when, when our family had feasts. Yeah. I would sit over here, and then as soon as he says that, he's like, "At least you had feasts, yeah. feast, John." Yeah. You know, that was another great scene. And he went to the wall thinking he was better than everybody, but he, he was because he had all that training. Right, you know, And Benjamin right. had to remind him, like, here, you nobody. Know, and you and even even the guys at the wall, it's like most of them have never even held a sword before. Yeah. Right, right. Because they don't have money to have a sword. They have a little axe, you know, or some yeah. shit, a spear. Yeah. They were they did not protect their characters, which was great. That's right. great writing. Right, right, them, right. Let them face it. Just how brutal it, the whole thing is, but med- medieval times got to be brutal as fuck. Brutal, brutal, man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck, I can't wait. A year. What is it? A year? Dude, we it don't could even be 2019, yet. right? That's what they're saying. Well, it's, yeah, somebody did the breakdown. Typically, it's been nine months. 
Okay. To, I think it was 11 months from for this season we had to wait from production to start to if there's, air date. If there's less episodes, though, but That's, then again, if they're really long yeah. episodes, maybe it's back to the 11 months. So it's between 9 and 11 months from October, I'm guessing they're shooting. That's what I've heard. But could be wrong. A lot of stuff to sift through to figure that stuff out. Yes. You know? Yes. Because there's so much shit on the internet. Oh, my God. We'll I'm just glad. wait patiently like we did last year. Right. I'm and glad we, we talked read about books. this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. I'm, I'm glad we all talked about this. This is a question I, I thought was a good summation of the whole of the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, anybody got anything else? Dude, no, I don't know, man. <laughs> you guys, man, you guys and listeners, everybody, that's another good reason to like this show is being able to talk to people about it. Yeah, how many yeah, people yeah. like it, you know, and how passionate everybody is. So we've come together in these dark times. We have. Yeah. We have. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank, oh, you, yeah. Yes. thank you very much. Thank you guys at Superhouse for having me on, man. Yes. I love this. It's been, short, this dude. has been great. A great run. We we got to do it again, and we'll bring it back for season eight, and we're going to do something else in, in the meantime as well. well Goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> I guess that's going to do it. So uh, this is Andrew signing off. This is Mike, senior correspondent, out. Joey's out. This is Maddie. It's over. <laughs> This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And we'll talk about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. (laughs) That's the coolest thing. (laughs) Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. (laughs) And we can make money. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. (laughs) You give us a grant, who knows what'll happen. Check us out. I'll do that. I'll do that. (laughs) You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description.